Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to shout it out to Steve Bannon again because uh, he told us a couple months ago that come August fifteenth, when these parents see what these what these schools are doing to their kids, man, it's going to be, you know, be it's going to be crazy. We had Bannon back recently, and he said it was actually crazier than he thought because all these parents are rising up everywhere. There's protests everywhere, and it's not even just about the schools though. We're also seeing in basically every city protest against vaccine mandates in the workplace. Medical professionals doing the same thing, and now we're seeing something that I didn't even expect to be honest students walking out of school refusing to wear masks. So I think there's good signs here. And, you know, there's you can have your opinion on the mask thing and all that. But I think, you know, students saying, here's what we're accepting. Here's what we're not accepting and standing up and speaking out on their own behalf. It's a good thing. But I will add, you know, there's been a many, many instances of student protests where the students typically just like repeat talking points that the adults have said. So we'll read into the story and we'll see what these 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 young high school students have to say about this stuff. And then we have other really, really big news, which I got to be honest, probably should have been the lead. But uh, I, don't know, I decided not to go with it. And it's that CNN is reporting. And I, I kid you not. According to a CDC survey, 80 percent of people surveyed above the age of 16 have immunity. Now, that's massive. And this is, I have a CNN article. It is CNN of all outlets saying this. And according to Forbes one week ago, herd immunity is acquired at 60 to 70%. So I'm not definitively stating that we are at that point because there's probably some nuance in here, but big, big news. And we will get into all this as well as a lot of story about Texas and the Supreme Court rulings and some of the crazy stuff that's going on down there. We got uh, Jay Leno, capitulating to cancel culture, mm-hmm. saying either join or die, which is creepy. So we'll, we'll jump into that. We got a couple people hanging out with us today. We got Daniel Turner and Chris Carr, but uh, you got you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, Daniel Turner, um, uh, Power of the Future is my organization, energy, environmental issues, uh, but just love to talk about all stuff in general, and it's always good to be on, so thanks right. for having me. Absolutely, man. We got Chris, who is... The executive editor at uh, <laughs> TimCast.com. Wow. We have an amazing team of awesome rock star journalists who are covering the issues daily and hourly. Uh, obviously, I'm back by popular demand, so thank you for that. Yes. Uh, people took <laughs> to the streets. They said Chris Carr, nothing. <laughs> right. You gave him Chris Carr, so I'm I'm thrilled to be here once again. Yeah, Thanks, it was man. it was just supposed to be Daniel, but then you know people are outside with with signs. Chris and Carr, like, die. What do, Chris, what do we do? What do we do? Got to appeal to the mob. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. You got to you got to push him back. Yeah. Oh, I'm here too. Hey, you cross What's up, <laughs> so, guys? Glad to see you. Good, good to have you back. Let's talk chickens. Let's rock and roll. Oh yeah, yeah we're going yeah. deep on chickens before we the are going to have to talk about chickens for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe sticking our fingers in cows' mouths. No. I guess that's the new no. thing. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring it back up. Go. I hear it's quite lovely. <laughs> Apparently, here's good. Yeah. A good. Ian said it felt good. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, before we get started, I got a, we got a couple things. First, we're going to shout out TimCast.com. Become a member. There's going to be a members only segment coming up later after the show. It usually goes up around 11 or so p.m. And as a member, you get access to exclusive member. Uh, well. You get the members-only segments, but you get an ad-free experience, and you're supporting our awesome journalists and our executive editor, like, you know, Chris Carr, for instance. So make sure you check that out. Smash the like button. Subscribe to the channel. But I also have another shout-out to do. You may have uh, uh, heard from—you may have seen our show we had with the guys from Fortitude Ranch back last year. This is a recreation and survival community, and I'm shouting them out because they need help 
and I am involved with Fortitude Ranch. Um, I'm big fans. They're cool people, and they're looking to hire. So this is not like a sponsor spot or anything, but I want to shout it out because they – well, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you what's going on. So Steve from Fortitude Ranch, the guy we had, we had on the show, he was exposed to sarin gas during the first Gulf War and is experiencing some health problems. So they're looking to hire an on-site, fuller part-time additional ranch manager at their West Virginia location. And I will attest to the fact that this place is awesome. And if you watched the video where we fired the the, the Barrett M82 50, uh, uh, yes, 50 caliber, um, that's where we were. It's awesome. There's a range. There's a dog. There's chickens. It's a whole lot of fun. They say Fortitude Ranch is a recreational and survival community. In good times, it's like a remote rural vacation retreat. But in a collapse, in bad times, they turn into a survival community with run by professional staff. It is a veteran-run company, and they strongly prefer hiring military veterans or experienced law enforcement officers. They, they're not going to give out the, the exact location, but it's northern West Virginia, about two hours west of D.C. If you are interested, please contact Fortitude Ranch from their website, fortituderanch.com. Or send an email, manager at fortituderanch.com. This place is fantastic. I'm a big fan. I am involved uh, to a certain degree. So uh, we, we, we bounce down there periodically. That's like, like I said, we filmed a vlog there with the guns and stuff. And if that's, if you've seen like you fit the bill, hit them up. They're looking for help and uh, wanted to shout them out. But uh, that being said, let's jump over to the first story we got here after you smash the like button, of course. High school kids in Colorado walk out of multiple schools after refusing to comply with mask mandates. And here we can see one kid holding up a sign that says, my body, my choice. (laughs) Interesting how that one works. This story from Cassandra Fairbanks, dozens of high school kids walked out of a Denver area, out of Denver area schools on Thursday after refusing to comply with a mask mandate imposed on them. The Thunder Ridge high school students held signs saying my body, my choice, and told reporters that those who are scared of the virus should stay home after walking out of class around 9.30 a.m. They were joined by nearby middle school students and their parents. Students from Legend High School in Douglas County also held a protest against the mandate. Here we have a bunch of videos of people walking out. The Tri-County Health Department announced earlier this week to require all students to wear masks, even those who have been vaccinated. The local CBS affiliate reports that they also prevented individual counties from opting out of public health orders. The order took effect on September 1st and is expected to remain in place for the entire school year. Now, here's what here's what they have to say. Quote, I believe that masks they're they've been going on. They've, they've been going for mostly two years now. This is OK. I believe that masks they've been going for mostly two years now. This is going to be the third year of my high school career that's compromised. I want a normal high school career there. If you are scared, you could stay home, said student Austin Knapp as they rallied. These people agree with me. They hate masks, and I do too, said another student. The Denver Channel reports that Thunder Ridge High School students were joined by Ranchview Middle School students and their parents. Quote, there's enough parents and there's enough scientific data to show otherwise. This is just not a necessary option that they have to take. And there are enough students that feel the same way, said parent Amy Ellis. Now, I actually don't know all the data. You know why? It's changed so much. Mm -hmm. I honestly have no idea. I know there were some studies saying they found limited efficacy. There were some studies saying the real problem was being indoors because of recirculated air. And there was recently a study that said, yes, actually, masks did reduce transmission. So I'm not... I can't give anybody advice on this stuff because everybody claims to have the science. And I don't know. But I can tell you this. When Bannon said parents would be mad... I don't know if he expected the kids to get mad, too, and the kids to come out. But if the parents and the kids, and this is just one location, you know, um, it's, it's, it's cause for optimism. We got yeah. some good news. Huh? And this is, a, this is the first time in the history of, of civilization that we have a plague or a pandemic that seems to e- exempt children 
miraculously, right? The bubonic plague didn't do that. Black Death, uh, SARS, uh, other other illnesses sort of hit the population equally. This this for some bizarre reason has not affected kids, and yet we're punishing kids like we are 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 we're treating them like they are as susceptible as as adults. It, it and it does seem well, bizarre. It also it, it, doesn't seem to well, hit people without comorbidities, which is very strange. Yeah, there are kids who have died. Absolutely. But, but, but the number is very, very small yeah. relative to the highest risk factor is over 40. No. And so if you look at the CDC data, it, 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 it drops down significantly. I think obesity was a huge factor. The mm. CDC says around a third of all hospitalizations you know, are, are obese. What I want to know is at what point do you have COVID and then be considered infected with COVID? Because the virus can be there not hurting you at all. Well, and then are you considered infected at that point? Yes. Semantically, really? you're infected, right? So there's actually a lot of viruses people have all the time, but there's, they're, they're asymptomatic. I was reading about I – was, I, was, I was covering the, uh, the Ebola outbreak years ago and Zika and stuff. That's why I actually interviewed people at the CDC. And it was really cool, actually. They explained how Ebola is, an, is a terrible virus, not because it's, like, physically terrible and people are like, Bleh, but because it's so aggressive that it becomes so presentable that it stops its ability to transmit. They said good viruses are the ones you have every day that don't make you sick mm. yeah. because they've successfully infected you without triggering your body's immune response, and they're not killing you so they can perpetuate. So co- COVID's but, getting more intelligent as it's evolving to it's, Delta, which is less Intelligent lethal, isn't but, the right word. Or less lethal it's, but more in, in, infective, I think, Delta is. That's the it, general trajectory of it, viruses, as far as I understand it, at least. It's, so, it, yeah, yeah maybe intelligent is the right word, but that is a good point. Basically, mm-hmm. the virus is becoming more successful. Right. It's more transmissible mm-hmm. and less deadly, which means more people are going to get it. They're they're going to ex- uh, experience severe symptoms to a lesser degree, but they're going to get sick with it. And that's that's basically what the CDC was saying to me that there's a lot of viruses that don't cause enough damage to harm you, so the virus goes on forever and spreads around like crazy. But you know, COVID in its earlier stages was was a bad virus. Mm. Like it was it was bad for its own you know propagation. You know. Yeah. yeah, and I can understand where these kids are coming from because when you are 15, 16, mm-hmm. your, your window of experience is, is, is very few years, right? Um, so every minute that is lost feels like an eternity. Like being a kid waiting for Christmas morning was mm-hmm. forever, right? It, if you've gone through all of your, the, the second half of freshman year, all of your sophomore year, now you're beginning junior year and you can't play a sport, you can't go to a, a dance, you're still, I too would feel like I am losing these very few precious high school years. And I'm, and I'm stuck in a bubble. I can yeah, see them being pro- I, protesting. Just, just the other day, I looked at my watch and I'm like, it's September already. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm old, you know, so 35. <laughs> Oof. Wild. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. 35, man. Actually, and do, do you still, even though we're old, do you still get nervous when you see back to school commercials? I saw one the other day on TV and like my heart skipped a beat, like back to school. And I'm like, I haven't been in school in 30 years. And I was like, oh my God, back to school. I got so uncomfortable. 30, 30 years? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm old. Really? Yeah. You gonna say how old we, you are? we established this last time I was here. I am eleven years older than you. Holy! So you've been in school wow. for thirty years. Forty. Uh, well, I guess twenty something years. Yeah, all right, okay. Because I was like, yeah. what, "Are you fifty? No, yeah. it feels like thirty. Is that feels what you're like saying? Thirty. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. The one yeah. comment that really stuck out to me in that article is, "If you're scared, you can stay home." I thought that was a really interesting point because I, I heard a family member recently say, that, you know, they were explaining some of their uh, hesitancies to go out and experience life, and they said, "Every time I go out, I have to be, wor- I have to be worried about what's going mm-hmm. to happen to me." And that, that just struck me as so counterintuitive. And this kid's hit on something that's really vital. It's just like, if you're scared, then you can stay home. That's mm. that's on you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we've we've inverted the script, you know. Now it's like... If you're scared, you're hurting other people, and we should be allowed to go around being scared. I mean, this is the, who, who didn't see this coming? We had stories from seven years ago about the the the, the foofy neon safe spaces they're putting in colleges, hmm. where if you were triggered by a lecture, you could go inside and sit in a beanbag and hug a plushie. Yeah. Like, uh, you think I'm kidding? Like, this is real. Yeah. yeah. They were like pastel colors, and then you could go to therapy, and they'd be like, remember that video where it's Nicholas Christakis, Christak- I think his name is. And I think this is the incident where the woman says college is not about fostering intellectual, you know, right. conversation. It's about creating a, a home and a family and a safe community or something like that. And it's like, no, it isn't. I remember that. It's yeah. not what college is. Yeah. And that sure. started as the, the the therapy dog during midterms because you needed to, to comfort that we're at the point now, although that probably doesn't happen because of COVID, but we're at the point now, it's like Ben Shapiro's coming to campus. Well, we have to, we have to shut it down. Like I am, I am, and people will say real college students, college students, how embarrassing college students will say like, I am afraid knowing he's on campus. It's like, well, dude, then you need to just live in a closet the rest of your life. Like if, if Ben Shapiro, you know, four miles down the road at like whatever hall giving a talk to the YAF kids has you literally afraid then, then just you, you should end it right now because you're never going to survive in this world. Isn't Ben like five eight? <laughs> yeah, he's. I'm not tiny. trying to. Be, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm he's just pointing out like he's, he's not a very intimidating but, guy. But to be fair, he's, he speaks very fast. He does speak yes, very yeah. fast. So <laughs> yeah. that triggers you. Yeah, then I and understand. what triggers is that he will probably like he'll outwit everyone in the room five times over yeah. because mm-hmm. he is just very damn smart. Well, oh, those but videos of but, him owning people. Oh <laughs> gosh, it's so, so he's but that's, so quick. That's what they're scared of. Exactly. Like I gotta say, when I when I saw Ben on real time. I was impressed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, calm. I mean, he, he's calmer than he used to be too. Which but is, then like when we were school. in college, I mean, I, I only did two years of college. I didn't graduate. I'm a college dropout. Um, when I was in college that short time, I mean, we had Noam Chomsky come to school. Yeah. We had, we had communists come and lecture. None of us were like, I'm so afraid knowing that this person is here. It's just like, Oh, you don't want, I'm not going to go to that lecture. Yeah, oh, I think no. that yeah, just, what they're really saying is that they're triggered by him being there. Yeah. Like they're not really afraid for their they're, life. Not, I don't think so anyway. I, I hope do you not. Know what, do you know what yeah. triggered actually like, means? Do you know what afraid really you know what, means? <laughs> I, you know, but, but you guys understand what like a trigger it actually is? It's a real term yeah. when someone has post-traumatic stress disorder. Or, you know, whatever you want to call it. George Collins has a great bit on this show. I think they got, they got rid of the disorder part of it now. Oh, PTS. PTS. So, you know, you go to war and you hear a bang in the middle of the night. You wake up. You're like, what's happening? And you experience that for a long period of time. Then you see your friends die. And then all of a sudden you're back in the United States and a car backfires and you break down. And you start sweating and yeah. your heart's beating like crazy. That's a trigger. Mm-hmm. A trigger for, and you need, you need someone to help you through that. So mm-hmm. come back. Like we're not in the conflict anymore. So we've bastardized that now too. Just things I find dis, discomforting. Are now a trigger. I mean, even the rights memified it. 
Yeah. You're like, oh, the left got so triggered by this. Mm-hmm. Do you think like, that Ben and others like him are like triggering people, like making them feel like they're they're in second grade again, and it's that kid that just keeps talking to them and saying, either making fun of them or saying mean things to them, and then they feel that when they see Ben because he's so like poignant, like straight through you. Well, it's it's funny that you say that because I did have something I wanted to interject. It's not exactly on topic, but I I spoke with a, a military veteran who uh, he's ninety now, but he spent thirty years working with veterans that had PTSD, mm. and he had no data, but he had anecdotal evidence. When mm. I spoke to him, he said, "Chris, ninety percent of these veterans that have genuine PTSD, it didn't come from the war; it came from their childhood." Really? In his practice. Wow. And that's what I said. I'd never heard anything like that. But in the 30 years that he worked with these veterans, he was just like, it's what happened, in, according to him, is that these kids had PTSD in childhood because of traumatic uh, situations they were in. And the war just blew it up, uh, you know, you know, and I uh, never got back. Interesting. I've yeah. not I've not been in like, you know, hardcore full scale warfare with airstrikes or anything like that. I've been in urban conflict. I've seen people lose their lives and shoot at each other. And there have been bullets flying past me. And I would not say I've ever experienced anything beyond like there was one point where a car backfired and I had like an adrenaline rush. And then I was like, whoa, I got to calm down. And that was the extent of it. And so there, there are a lot of people I've met in like hostile trainings, hostile environment trainings. And I've talked to about this and they've explained that they've seen the worst you could possibly imagine. And they don't have like negative impacts from it. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I think some people are attuned to like make it through these things without having, you know, like issues or, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, whatever, whatever supposed to be called. And some people are heavily impacted by it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it is. I'm, you know, I'm not That's a very interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. But I mean, going back to to those kids though who were protesting. I mean, more kids pre-COVID died every year from the flu in school. And and everyone's heard this argument a million times. We never shut down for the flu, but we didn't. Like you found out your classmate had the flu, and it was like, oh, dude, don't come to school. You're going to get everyone sick. But schools didn't shut down. But we lost hundreds of thousands of Americans every year to the flu. And it was just kind of understood. And kids were susceptible to that. I, I, I do think so, it's, it's fair to point out, though, the uh, the long-term effects of COVID, the potential long-term effects are what's worrying. Yeah. And and to be fair, what, what they're saying about young people is that they're a transmission vector. So the kids aren't the ones being impacted, but they're negatively impacting old people. And my response to this is like, since when do we have the young people make sacrifices for the old mm. people? Mm. I understand these are these are serious issues and people are concerned and we definitely don't want old people dying. We don't want anybody to die. No. But at a certain point, I mean, I look at what happened in, with with Fukushima in Japan when the old people went and volunteered to go into the you know to the reactor to like shut it down, knowing that this was the end of their lives. But they were saying things like, "I'm going to sacrifice you know what I have left to help the next generation." And so what I'm really want what I, what I really want to get to is here is you know look I'm not a doctor I can recognize that there are health risks. There are a bunch of stories about, like, teenagers who lost taste and smell for, like, a prolonged period. I'm sure that sucks. But, you know, I'm losing my train of thought. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids, uh, um, the suicides that we've seen spiking in certain countries. And, you know, whether it's it's one life or a hundred, there was a story of a guy, uh, a guy I knew, um, acquaintance. He's a, he's a tech uh, CEO. His son killed himself mm. because this kid's, I think he was, like, 10 years old. And he spent a year in lockdown, yeah. mm. basically solitary, never seeing his friends. Life was stopped. And I don't think the adults realized what this was doing to children psychologically. That's 10% of his life experienced in a house. You can't leave. You can't go outside. Mm. Everything's shut down. You can't. You, you, you can't. That's what happened. And eventually it's just like the kid couldn't take it. I was, I was uh, really surprised to hear the story, to be honest. Because mm. like, the idea that these kids were, were uh, you know, 
pushed into that frame of mind to me was crazy. And their parents are right there. And there, there's like ample opportunity for the parents to be there with their kids. And But we, we see more and more stories about this. Adults can handle this stuff better than kids can. And that's what we got to be worried about. Obviously, we don't want diseases spreading and COVID sucks. But at what point are we going to be like the lockdowns destroying the economy? Hmm. Nursing home stuff that Cuomo and these other governors did literally murdered people. How about we do the opposite? We allow the economy to function. We put some restrictions in place that protect the elderly and the immunocompromised. So they're all, you know, taken care of. And then we make sure the nursing home, people in nursing homes aren't dying. And yeah. the kids can li- go their li- live their lives without feeling depression and suicidal thoughts and well, things well, like that. Well, that was the purpose of rushing the vaccine, which I know is now FDA approved, at least one of them. But the purpose of the quick vaccine in Operation uh, Warp Speed was to protect the elderly. It was for older adults. It was for older adults to say, we don't expect you, grandma and grandpa, to live the rest of your your golden years in your living room. So let's get a vaccine that you can be- get back into society. And, and that has gone from let us get a vaccine to protect the vulnerable to give your 16 year old and hell we don't you said you don't know the, the long-term effects of 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 uh covid and i know renal issues have come out now as a long-term yeah. effect what is the long-term effect of a, of, a, of a vaccine that no one knows the long-term effect of right well let's th- let's 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 jump to the story from cnn my friends this is big big news and they buried the lead no joke cnn <laughs> buried the lead check this out so here's here's what it says mid article cnn from today survey more than 80% of Americans, 16 and older, have immunity. The survey led by the CDC also indicates that about twice as many people have been infected with the virus uh, as have been officially counted. More than 39 million Americans have been diagnosed with COVID infections since the pandemic started in 2020. The team led by the CDC's Dr. Jefferson Jones set out to determine how close the U.S. might be to some kind of herd immunity, although they do not claim to have any kind of handle on that yet. They worked with 17 blood collection organizations working in all 50 states plus D.C. and Puerto Rico to test blood covering 74% of the population. In the end, they tested 1.4 million samples. I know, Ian, you were asking about the sample size. 1.4 million. In July 2020, before any vaccine was available, 3.5% of samples carried antibodies to SARS-CoV-2. That rose to 11.5 by December. By May, 83.3% of samples had antibodies to the virus, most of them from vaccination. Epic. Now, here's the fu- funny part. Let's, what's the actual story? CNN says U.S. states that have, that had some, some the worst. Wait, what? That had some the worst COVID-19 case rates in past week also reported the highest rates of new vaccinations. So mm-hmm. this is CNN.com. We got it pulled up. I'm showing you. We got the NewsGuard. Wow. NewsGuard says CNN doesn't handle the difference between opinion and news oh, responsibility. Good for that. Thank you, oh, NewsGuard. Wow. Come yeah. on the show someday. <laughs> yeah. That's a good call out, mind you. Um, but, but this is it. This is CNN Health. And they straight up are saying 80% of Americans 16 or older have immunity. Let me show you this from Forbes. Top U.S. officials, including Fauci, previously estimated that herd immunity threshold to be about 60 to 70 percent of the population, deeming that goal reachable once vaccines were available. Yo, it sounds like the vaccines worked. There's a couple things. Real quick. It sounds like Operation Warp Speed worked. Joe Biden moved up the timeline on vaccines by about a month. Sounds like that worked. And it sounds like now, based on CNN's reporting of CDC data of reviewing 1.4 million samples, 80 percent have immunity due to the vaccines. 
This is this is cause for celebration, right? Everybody should be really happy about this. Let the roaring twenties begin. Yeah, yeah, wow. we're there. Two, Let's well, do it. My two questions are: one, are these immunity? Have they developed immunity for a st- different strain, like the Alpha strain, when we have the Delta strain out now? And two, have they developed partial immunity as opposed to total immunity? Are they different? Can you have partial immunity and still be considered immune? Is a good question. Uh, they say this was all pre-Delta. The researchers caution. Plus, they didn't measure the other part of the human response, one involving cells and his T cells, and one that might induce broader immunity. But knowing who has antibodies can help inform public health, uh, health efforts. Hmm. Quote, several large studies have shown that among individuals who are seropositive from prior SARS-CoV-2 infection, COVID-19 incidence is reduced by 80 to 95 percent, similar to vaccine efficacy estimates, they noted. The study will continue until at least December 2021, and results will be made available on the CDC's website, they wrote. You see, there we go. That said, the people that have had it have also. Well, they, 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 they were referencing the other, the part of the study where it said that people who have caught COVID have similar immunity to those who have been, mm. who have been Excellent. vaccinated. This is the CDC. You know what? YouTube might not be happy with us. Well, this is, I don't know. But this is know. good news. This, regardless of politics, this is what we were aiming for two years, a year and a half ago. And this is, I mean, ultimately immunity is what we're looking for or, wow, or some sort of 80, resistance. 80, I mean, this is amazing. So in light of this news, we can expect for all the local and state governments and the federal government to start rolling back all their regulations, to start making adjustments to the whole lockdown situation we've been living through for the past 15, 16 months? Is there is nothing more permanent than a temporary mm-hmm. government. We'll see, yeah. we'll see the populations exactly. making that happen yeah. as we see in the, yes. with the kids walking out. Exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what you, what, what to say to you other than, uh, share this with people, let them know the good news. And I genuinely mean this, this, this is good news. It, this is fantastic. This is fan- absolutely 83.3% according to the CDC survey. So we need to start taking that consideration because now it's time to bring the economy back, help our kids, get everyone back on track, and it's time to celebrate, declare victory. Mm. And to all the, the, the people who are, uh, you know, I'll say it right now, all the people in the big cities and all those Democrats who are like, vaccine, 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 congratulations, you did it. You got enough people vaccinated, at least according to this so far. Um, maybe it's a little preliminary, but if this, if we're basing our, our judgments off CDC data and this is the survey led by the CDC, well then there we go, baby. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's time to rock. Let's Fa- go to the movies. Fauci and- came out on Fox News, said that the Mu COVID variant is not an immediate threat to Americans. I don't know if we're going to talk about this story at all, but that's very promising as well, because if it's, mm. it's continuing to evolve this virus and it's just, according to Fauci, not going to be a threat, then mm. it is a good future wow. trajectory. I mean, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like we had a real risk with a novel virus that came out last year. Maybe we overreacted. Some mm. people did really awful things like Cuomo. He's a bad guy. Mm. And uh, due to, this is what we said last year, all last year. The issue was that because it was novel, it was likely to spread rapidly. Mm. And so we were like, we got to slow the spread. Well, maybe uh, a year and a half, you know, and a vaccine to slow the spread was a little bit more than we thought was going to happen. But yeah. at this point, do we now just say like, all right, let's 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 start bringing things back. Let's bring back the businesses, the movies, the restaurants, drop the mandates. I think we should put that on the table for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is so interesting to me, too, because I think it was just last week we were talking about. I think it was Thomas Massey tweeted out a study about how natural immunity is at least comparable to vaccine immunity. Mm. And he that tweet was super restricted. You couldn't respond to it. This was an Israeli study that hadn't been peer reviewed yet. And they were treating it like it was absolutely lies. And it turns out that it definitely wasn't this is entirely the case so they're not just talking about vaccination here they're also talking about like being recovered from it step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family 
cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think that was the tweet that someone tweeted at him like, what would you know? You're not a scientist. And he tweeted back, his diploma from MIT with like masters in science. And he just, uh, Dude, it's like, yeah. that's pretty damn funny. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I love him. Um, but I, but I guess the question will be coming from this is in terms of government, in terms of government overreach, was all this for our own good? And, and obviously there's an argument about whether or not government should even be caring about our own good or is it about something larger? Cause if we're hitting this herd immunity and we're heading in the right direction and, and, and we're celebrating and bring back the freedoms, et cetera, if if it doesn't start rolling back, well, then you know this was all just a load of, of bunk, yeah. right? So that will be the real question, which I think has people genuinely concerned. I, I don't think... I don't think you're going to see government saying like, hey, look, we solved this problem and now everything will go back to normal. So that will be a huge question. I have a, I have a, I have a question for all you guys. Mm. Uh, you mentioned that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is FDA approved. I don't remember which one. One of them is. Well, didn't one just get FDA approval? Let Community, me, I believe. I, I don't rem- remember which it's, one. It's a version. I, Tim's probably going to start talking a little bit more about this. It's a version of the Pfizer-BioNTech virus or uh, vaccine called community it's basically okay. the exact same formulation but what they did is give it a they gave it a name a proprietary name oh, okay. and then the fda approved that so the pfizer BioNTech one is still not approved even though it's the exact same one so okay. it's it's like the distinct legal names gotcha. have a difference but this matters now i'll tell you why we have this from the fda.gov fda approves first covid19 vaccine they say this is august 23rd today the u.s uh the u.s fda Approved the first COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine has been known as the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine and will now be marketed as community for the prevention of COVID-19 disease in individuals 16 years of age and older. Community, it's called. No, it's community. 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 Okay, thank you. The vaccine also continues to be available under emergency use authorization, including for individuals 12 through 15 years of age, and for the administration of a third dose in certain immunocompromised individuals. So I I guess they're not, they're they're advising boosters. We haven't gotten to the booster point yet. I think some people have have already gotten them. But uh, they they do mention it is, uh, so basically the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, is going to be the same formula marketed as community, and that is FDA approved. Okay. Let me read another paragraph for you from FDA.gov. Under Section 564 of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, when the Secretary of HHS declares that an emergency use authorization is appropriate, FDA may authorize unapproved medical products or unapproved uses of approved medical products to be used in an emergency to diagnose, treat, or prevent serious or life-threatening diseases or conditions caused by CBRN threat agents when certain criteria are met, including there are no adequate approved and available alternatives. 
The HHS declaration to support such use must be based on one of the four types of determinations of threats or potential threats by the Secretary of HHS, Homeland Security, or Defense. Okay. Um, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is approved. Mm. Does that mean now that they've approved this vaccine, Moderna and Johnson & Johnson will lose EUA? That's my question. Because what, what I read from you is from FDA.gov. It's from the government mm. website. Let me, let me show you. You got, the, you got the NewsGuard certified right here. And this is, this is really interesting. NewsGuard says the FDA does not correct errors. They don't reveal who's in charge. What? And they don't provide the names of content creators. That I find fascinating. But this is a government website. Yeah. All right. We're supposed to be basing everything off what the government says. We've got FDA approval. They say in order to receive EUA, there must be no alternative. Now, I could simply argue this. They all already have emergency use authorization. It, yeah. doesn't, says it, it doesn't say you immediately lose it. Oh, come on. I mean, okay, so so you're not supposed to give emergency authorization to these other ones because they already had it. They're just, it's okay. Then. Well, this is the question I'm asking. Is, is the FDA now going to come in and revoke that EUA from Moderna and Johnson & Johnson and just say Pfizer's the one that's approved? Because it is. I, it, it literally is. I mean, FDA said they approved it. I guess it. the question is, will they or and should they? Two different there, questions. Should they? Mm, I don't there, know. There is, will there, they? I don't think so. There's a, there's a letter that from to the FDA explaining that they are legally distinct, even though they're the same formulation, because marketing something under a brand is specific. But that doesn't change the fact that there is an FDA. Some people said, yeah. they're like, oh, it's not really FDA approved because under a different name. And I'm like, no, there is an effective alternative treatment available, FDA approved under community. Oh, but and, it's not available yet. Community, right? Is it? Uh, yesterday you were I, saying it's not available yet. No, no, no. I don't know if it's available. Oh, okay. I think I, I people, was thinking people that People have yet. said. So mm. I'm wondering, you call your doctor and ask, is community available? I honestly don't know. Pretty soon there'll be commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely. But mm-hmm. my question is very, very simple. Did Moderna and John, are their stocks going to plummet now? I, I would wonder if they could make the argument. Again, I'm, I'm not a, a, a pharmacologist. I don't know. But are there different medical circumstances where one vaccine would be preferable to the other right now it seems like which one are you going to get like i don't know cvs has the johnson and johnson and walgreens has i just no one seemed to know which one they were getting or why Mm -hmm. most people i know got johnson and johnson because it was one shot right Mm -hmm. um but otherwise they didn't know so the only argument i would say is if they can say for these reasons people who have x y or z genetic makeup i don't know even know how to describe this sure they should get moderna so even though pfizer's is the one pfizer's is the one that's now community but you need johnson and johnson for x reason so we still have emergency youth authorization that's how i would argue it so i've got this from fda.gov this is a document says pfizer BioNTech covid vaccine eua loa reissued august 23 uh, there is a footnote that says the licensed vaccine has the same formulation as the emergency use authorization authorized vaccine, and the products can be used interchangeably to provide the vaccine series vaccination series without presenting any safety or effectiveness concerns. The products are legally distinct with certain differences that do not impact safety or effectiveness. Well, didn't the one guy from the FDA just leave to go join the board of Pfizer? That made the news the oh, other really? day. And people were like, "Well, that's kind of curious." Yeah, like you I just, saw that. Scott yeah. Gottlieb. So you just left the FDA? No, 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 no. That's that's from years ago. I thought that was just years like, ago. Really? Yeah, two, over two years ago. Two people did step down. Yeah, that was that, that was because they're pushing for boosters before they've been approved, yeah. and they were upset about that. that then? So, I just saw that also, but yeah, now I'm going to look and make sure it's not fake June, news. It, it, June 27th, 2019. Just former FDA commissioner Scott Gottlieb joins Pfizer board of directors. Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying that the news is that Scott Lieb uh, left the FDA now and went back to Pfizer. 
This is the guy that resigned from the FDA, just went back to Pfizer? As a story says, former FDA commissioner Scott Gottlieb joins Pfizer's board of directors, and this is from 2019. Okay. But you're saying he went from Pfizer to the FDA. I saw something that's – so I'm, I may have seen something that was not accurate. So that's why I don't even want to continue talking. To, to be fair, I saw the same thing, and I was a little surprised too, but I didn't read the article. And the, the only reason why I was, when I was bringing that up is to say, well, then maybe that explains why one got the uh, – the right. FDA approval and the other right. one didn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not that we would ever think no, you no, never, never see four-star <laughs> generals go work for Raytheon, right, for never. example, or yeah. Yeah. there's never any of that, like, like you know, posturing between. I I, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't see that story. It could, could be that imagine. we're googling it, but I see CNBC from a day ago saying that he serves on the board of Pfizer, not okay. the FDA. Okay. So I think maybe people got it mixed up. Do you see the new vaccine for Moderna is going to be called Spike Vax? No way, really. Yeah, it's a Forbes article. <laughs> Great name. Great from, name. Uh, Why Community is a new name for that Pfizer is a good COVID-19 name. vaccines. Spike Vax for Moderna. That's you see all the people who got t- tattoos of their like team oh. vaccination? No. That's that, <laughs> so weird, man. Yeah. So to the bottom of this, community, maybe it's not available yet, and that's why they're able to continue the uh, emergency authorization mm. use for the mm. generics. Possibly. If community is available, then by the FDA's own standards, they've got to drop. Maybe they don't have to drop the uh, emergency authorization because they've already given sorry, it. I, right. But they're not I allowed keep, to continue to give more. Maybe they're allowed to continue doing it because revoking an EUA is different from a, from giving one. I keep laughing because I already see the community commercials and like the mother and daughter making a pie and the dad's out and, yeah. and they're like, if you need to ask your doctor about community and, <laughs> and then they list all the weed. symptoms, right? Like don't take community if you have boom, boom, boom. If you have teeth, if you have hair, if you, that's like, oh my God. They actually do say in the, in the FDA approval letter and the product information for community, there is no information on long-term effects. Those studies are ongoing yeah. And, yeah. and they're currently undergoing trials. So. Yeah. So people have concerns about that. And I think it's funny when you see um, all the smears about horse medicine. Hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, ivermectin or whatever, which is not approved by the FDA for use in treating COVID, nor is mm-hmm. it authorized in any way, just so you guys know, because, <laughs> you know, YouTube says it's important. Um, what was, I, I forgot what I was going to say because I was ragging on YouTube. Did you do <laughs> your... Uh- I don't know, yeah. something awesome. But, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there, you know, there are people who say, like, I'm concerned about long-term health effects. Mm. And then they get made fun of and mocked and ridiculed. And I'm like, it literally says, like, here, here, here's what are. really, here's what bugs me. I think too many people who are, have concerns are getting their perception of the CDC based on the Democrats and these leftists. I shouldn't say leftists, but like the Democrats and the establishment left who say stupid things all the time. And the CDC literally gives you warnings about the vaccine. They tell you about allergies. They tell you about, you know, uh, counterindications. They tell you about all the data. It's not like being hidden on the CDC website. The FDA said everything I just read. It's not hidden on their website. They're not concealing these things. But you go to, like, you know, NPR, and they're like, Joe Rogan took horse medicine. And you're like, Mm -hmm. that's insane. Even, Even Oxford is doing a study on ivermectin, which they say is promising but not yet conclusive. And so I'm like, okay, here, here's, what, here's what I said earlier. Regeneron is uh, FDA authorized. It's not approved. It's authorized. That's monoclonal antibodies. That's what Joe Rogan used. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan did a video where he's like, yo, I had COVID. I was feeling really bad. So we threw the kitchen sink at it. We did monoclonal antibodies. We did ZPAC. We did ivermectin. And there, all these outlets are insulting Rogan over, uh, uh, over ivermectin. When the first thing he says was monoclonal antibodies, which mm-hmm. is Regeneron. Now, my question is, there is an emergency use authorization on Regeneron, not full approval, as a treatment for people. And, and I think they recently authorized it for potential prophylaxis, meaning like you can take it to try and prevent COVID as well. Mm. If people, if, 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 so my question is, 
if people really believe ivermectin is as powerful and potent and, and potent as it is in, in dealing with this, why wouldn't the FDA just give it an emergency use authorization? Hmm. You know, people are saying that the reason they're they're not you know taking ivermectin seriously is because they want everyone to get vaccinated. And I'm like, but Regeneron's available, and that's what Joe Rogan and Trump and many other people used, and it works. And or I should say, we believe it does, and the FDA says it can be used. So why not just do an EUA for ivermectin if they really had the data to back it up? Why not ask yourself seriously, why are you so eager for Joe Rogan to be sick with, with, with COVID, right? Like he comes out and says, this is what I did and it seemed to work. And people were like, I wish you had died instead. Like what is this, this strange desire for him not to have succeeded in what if, – if, if someone – if one of you told me you had COVID and you ate a lot of bananas and you were like, and the next day I felt great, I'd be like, that's really cool. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe bananas work. Uh, so I don't understand this fascination. Like, like they want him to be sick to just not break the narrative, uh, and it's very bizarre. This is something mm-hmm. we've noticed. People mm-hmm. have gotten so mean. Yeah, we've gotten right. to the point where people would actively, like, wish that you just – disappeared one way or the other like why hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hmm. That's, I get it. That's, uh, I don't, I don't know what's I, going on. I, I People, think I can answer, I can answer your question from earlier yeah. about, uh, why is things like ivermectin not being emergency authorized if, but other things, because it's the same, the same question give you the same, a different question give you the same answer is why is Pfizer creating a name for the, the vaccine called Comirnaty for profit because someone owns that IP. And they're going to make massive amounts of money off of selling community instead of the generic version. You can't make money off of generic medicine. Yeah, you not really not not big money though. You know, you can't own the IP. So this ivermectin stuff is like some generic dollar of twenty. I don't know how much it costs, but it's dirt cheap compared to what. But it is mass produced by people and. You, I guess the problem I have with this is you get, you start getting into the argument that, well, the studies must be faked. And it's like, well, so here's what we have. We've got a bunch of studies that are, that are, are pushed by, uh, that are, that are propped up by a lot of people about the efficacy of ivermectin. They show data, con- uh, da- country by country data. And then you have many other studies saying it's not effective and we found nothing. I would have to make the assumption that one of those, like, groups of studies would be wrong or intentionally lying. And so I think, we don't have to get conspiratorial on it. If we have data saying Regeneron is effective and Joe Rogan took it and it worked, although he did take ZPAC and Ivermectin, so you mm. can, people might judge whatever they want to judge. Obviously, the media is claiming it was the horse medicine the whole time. But if, if, if we have, you know, data that these things do work, then I think it makes sense to say we don't want to do an EUA on Ivermectin because it's conflicting data right now. Mm. So imagine if, imagine if they came out and there's, you know, we had Dr. Chris Martinson, he's a smart guy, and he said that look at all these studies saying it works. And then I was like, look at all these studies saying they found no, uh, nothing, no change, no positive fact. It literally had no impact. And, you know, the response we got from him was basically like, oh, yeah, well, those studies, you know, you can't, those are no good. And I'm like, I'm, I can't make the decision. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. the guy who did the studies. I'm not a, a master of the universe. I don't know everything. I see the studies and I see conflicting data. Now imagine you are trying to recommend to people because you want them to be healthy. And you can choose to say, this one's got conflicting data. This one's got data showing it's it's uh, efficacious, mm. and Regeneron also. Which would you recommend? 
I think it's it's you can either believe in in the like the, the 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 malice of people and the profit motive and the greed and assume they're just lying to people about these other medications, or I think you can make the least amount of assumptions and say someone looked at it and was like, I don't know if that one's going to work. I don't want to recommend it. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, keep in mind that companies that are producing products for profit often will not test against them intentionally. You know, you don't have to spend the money to do the test to find out no, if no. your thing's bad. And but if it, there's but, no test showing it's bad, then there's no evidence that it's bad. But you yes, hope but that's the, the role of the FDA, though, right? It's supposed but to be. But we, we had a study on TimCast.com talking about the efficacy of, I think, what was it, Moderna and AstraZeneca? Mm-hmm. We were yeah. in a study, and it was like they worked against Delta. Mm. That, w- that wasn't a study that was done by the companies. Mm. So... Look, I don't like big, massive multinational corporations. I don't typically trust them or massive governments. I think they tend to be utilitarian. I think corporations are very driven by profit. And they want to make money. But I also think, what am I supposed to do as a regular person to all the regular people out there who are trying to navigate this world, keep their kids safe, when it's like you've got people for competing political interests and tribal reasons trying to tell you to do something or not do something? And that's why I tell people when it comes to all this stuff, yes. I genuinely mm. mean it when I say go talk to someone, you, your trusted doctor. And if your doctor is not someone good, find one you trust because the culture war is tainting everything and making mm. it hard for people to understand reality. Yeah. So I'll put it this way. I don't have the answer. I don't. You might. You might have an opinion on the answer. I just don't have it. I literally but, don't. Uh, but I think driving this also and making people distrust their doctor, the CDC, the FDA, the government, et cetera. Um, there is a huge lack of accountability as we learn more about this virus. And what I mean by that is uh, early on, we have to get hospital beds. We were building hospitals. We sent a boat, a Navy ship up to Manhattan because by this weekend, we will have 40,000 respirators. We asked Ford to stop making cars because we need we need a hundred thousand respirate, those things never came to fruition. So, but my point is, like, how come we never hear the CDC go like, "Hey, look, early on we thought this turned out not to be the case, but now we know that." Every time they are asked about those things, it's like we are not false. We never make mistakes, and so people don't trust. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, when I when I look at the CDC and I look at you know uh, Joe Biden brought it up Tuskegee, right? Actually, he insulted the Tuskegee Airmen, which is something totally yeah, different. Very different than <laughs> not the Tuskegee experiments, but yeah. uh, but he brought it up, referencing that there have been things in the history of this country that make people distrust government. Yeah, I can respect that. And then you have people who distrust massive corporations. I can respect that. Find yourself a Trump supporter doctor, then. Like, if if if, if I'm not saying you're a Trump supporter necessarily, I'm just point. I'm just speaking generalities. If you got the Democrats who are just like. I, I, the craziest thing is they tell me, you know, Casey Neistat, he's a good dude. Uh, I think he's a nice guy. But he, he tweeted out that he just pulled up to a parking lot and stuck his arm out the window. And I was like, you didn't consult your doctor about like, I think that's bad. I think you, you need to do that. Mm. And then you have on the other side, people saying, yeah, well, doctors are dumb. And I'm like, then find a doctor who's not dumb. Like you're not the culture war is not your place to take care of yourself, man. People are manipulating you. You've got people on in every possible faction trying to convince you that they're right. You should join them for some reason or another. And that means they're going to try and get you to get you to trust certain things and distrust certain things. Hmm. And that's why I think individual and personal responsibility across the board. That's what I'm all about. So, but you know what doesn't help that is when you have like last week, 75 doctors in California walked out in protest because we're not going to treat the unvaccinated. Um, you have a, a, uh, a, a clinician who wouldn't give Candace Owens a COVID test yesterday right. because I don't like right. your politics, right? So when the members of the community with the Hippocratic oath are now violating that for politics, that makes people That's, not trust not not trust the profession. But, but I agree. They so, did so much. Those doctors did so much damage to the field of medicine. But there are a lot of medical workers that are protesting the mandates. 
Yeah. So, so I think my answer is simple then. Like, uh, would you trust a conservative Trump supporting anti woke doctor? Would you, would you trust would. a doctor that's confused by politics at all? Mm. I, I mean, I don't want it, their hands it, on me if they're thinking about Joe Biden. We, we, we've had people on the Trump. show who have talked about how their doctors are like staunch conservative Republicans and Trump supporters and have, and, and gave them all the pros and the cons, knew all mm. the stories, knew mm. all the data, knew what the CDC had been saying about alternate treatments and then made their recommendation. I, I, I think we've reached a point where the culture war is so entrenched in every aspect of every institution. It's very difficult to navigate this stuff. My fear is just that, like, you know, I, I go on social media and I see the horse medicine thing mm. where they're, like, smearing Joe Rogan as if to imply that Joe, Joe Rogan went to Tractor Supply and bought, you know, some some tube of what's called, like, Aver, Avermectin paste or whatever. Uh. And then you stick it in the horse's mouth. That's not what Joe Rogan did. Joe Rogan's a very wealthy celebrity. I'm sure he's got a team of doctors and they showed up and he was like, heal me. And they were like, yes, sir. And they started to go, no, I'm sure he went to the doctor and he was like, what should we do? And they were like, let's throw the kitchen sink at it. To imply that he went to a tractor supply instead of a Walgreens first prescription mm. is insane. And it makes people distrust everything. And you, you can't let the political agenda and the manipulators screw with you. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I think you've got to separate yourself from the culture war. You do your own research. You go and talk to a medical practitioner, someone that your family knows and that you trust, and you have a conversation about it for a, as long as you need to have it. I think it's also important is to not get triggered by the misinformation because I, I I want to sometimes. Like it makes me kind of angry, but if it, just don't don't get angry by it. Let it happen. Yeah, it's the confusion that makes me angry. Yeah. Like I feel confused and conflicted, yeah. and then as a result, I feel angry. <clears throat> but so, you see, yeah. in 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 the culture war. There is a goal among, I think it's particularly the establishment, to be completely honest, which wraps up the Democrats. It used to be the Republicans, but they, when Trump came in and broke the door down, they want you confused. Makes you easier to control. Makes you frustrated, scared, and say, I give up. And that's why I'm like, don't give up. Do research. And then find someone that you trust who's like, look, if you do fact-checking and you know something is true and something isn't, Hmm. go to your doctor, ask him the questions. And if your doctor's wrong about some, like, very obvious fact— then you have a bad doctor. Yeah. Like I said, I said it before about like hiring a plumber who can't fix a toilet. Like, why would you want yeah. to hire that person? And, and I admire what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. Um, you are much more a nonpartisan than I am, but I think part of driving the culture war, as I see it, is heck. Last weekend, uh, Deb Hanlon, Secretary of the Interior, got married. Went back to uh, uh, New Mexico. Elizabeth Warren was there. New Mexico has a no more than 10 people indoors masked at all times. All these photos leaked. Senators, the Secretary of Interior, the governor, no one's wearing a mask. They're all doing the chicken dance. They're all having a blast at the wedding. And it's like if you're the enforcers of this law that is supposed to protect us and you're just like you don't really have to follow it. Well, then. So I, I get it. Like I, w- I, I wish the culture war wasn't so prevalent. But when you see stuff like that, that I think tends to come from one side of the aisle, I don't trust a lot of what's coming out. And, and it's hard for me to get past it. I'll, I mean, I'll, it's hard for me to get past it when you see that r- commonplace. I'll say that I trust the CDC and the FDA substantially more than I would trust the press or any one of these government officials or Barack mm. Obama. Mm. And I don't have a lot of trust in government institutions, regardless of the CDC or the FDA. Elected leaders, I don't. Right, right, right. I but, just don't. But they're, they're, so uh, I, I lean towards the benefit of the doubt in terms of and, and maybe to a fault because I know the history of this country. I think mm. I, I love the meme where it's like if you trust the government, you haven't been reading history. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, the challenge is for regular people. 
not for those who are hyperpartisan. There's regular people who are sitting at home and they're like, I see, what do I do? And it's like, you got to get yourself away from the battlefield mm. where everyone's slinging ideas and the news is constantly in, in conflict and people are saying, you're a liar. And there are people who are sitting there watching everyone accuse each other of being liars. And I hear that they go, both sides are bad. And I'm like, that's, that's fundamentally false. Yeah. There is like conservatives who disagree on certain things, but will be honest with you and the left that has no visible principles in many regards, like particularly with what's going on in Texas, which we'll get yeah. to. And that's why I think people need to remove themselves from it. Yeah. I, but and I, can I, you? And I love in the culture war the amount of Kafka traps we plant now. It's like you are a sexist and only a sexist would say you're not a sexist. Mm. And it's like, wow, that's that's great. So that, that's it. Like we just deal with each other like that on a regular basis you, now in the culture war. You mm-hmm. can remove yourself can you? from it to a certain degree. And what I mean is mm. If if you don't have faith in your doctor, find one you'll have faith in. Hmm. But what is, for instance, let's say that you have a doctor, a series of doctors that just parrot the same talking point without any proof. For instance, uh, my wife is pregnant. We go to the doctor. Is the vaccine safe? The doctor says the vaccine is safe and effective for pre- and effective for pregnant women. But if you go to the FDA website, and I saw this, this is after the approval, and uh, this is uh, let me pull it up here, and it says FDA.gov. Let me try and Google search it. Available data on comirnaty. You have to uh, slur when you say that. Available data on comirnaty <laughs> administered to pregnant women are insufficient to inform vaccine-associated risks in pregnancy. Hmm. And it goes on to say that it, it, there's no evidence that that immunity is going to be passed on through breast milk. But the doctor will say that, you know. So what do you do? Hmm. Are you just stuck in a state of confusion and you don't know what to do? I mean, I, I mean that's, a, that's a legitimate concern that I have. Did you show the doctor that data from the FDA? No, no. This was months ago when the doctor said that. Uh, but this is just a brand new document that came up post uh, approval. So this is uh, FDA.gov. We have it right here. It says available data on community administered to pregnant women are insufficient to inform vaccine associated risks in pregnancy. Mm. A developmental toxicity study has been performed in female rats administered the equivalent of a single human dose of community on four occasions, twice prior to mating and twice during gestation. These studies revealed no evidence of harm to the fetus due to the vaccine. And then they have animal data. Uh, so it sounds your wife's not a rat, right? Just making no, no, sure. No, but, no, 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 no. But okay. I can. So, I can so, thanks for asking them. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, so this mm-hmm. is it, simple. If if you go to a, a plumber and you say something like, you know, the pipe in the back of my toilet is broken, and he goes, "What do you mean a pipe? They use small miniature aqueducts." You'd be like, "That's the most insane thing. This guy's no idea what he's talking about." Right. So if you go to a doctor and he doesn't, he hasn't actually read this stuff. Like, well, I would think doctor. that he would at least try to protect himself legally and mm-hmm. say. There's no evidence at this point in time to say that it's, that it's not effective or, you know, but he just parroted the talking point, mm. you know, and I think that there's a lot of that happening. And I don't think that these doctors are necessarily malevolent. I think that they just might be to some extent ignorant or uninformed. It's interesting. It, it, it says there there's insufficient, uh, they said data, available data is insufficient to inform vaccine associated risks in pregnancy. So right. I you, but I, the FDA did say that it was safe for for pregnant women. Though. The Pfizer yeah, one, safe and effective. Yeah. Uh, I think all of them say that. Yeah, yeah. The but FDA the, did say the that. The FDA said it was safe and effective. Then the FDA said it was indetermined if it was safe or effective. Uh, this, this is the packet insert. Mm-hmm. So what, what I have pulled up this uh, twenty-page thing is like what they give you when you yeah. receive the uh, you know the, the vaccine warnings and precautions, adverse reactions. And I got to be honest, the adverse reactions are overwhelmingly like your typical vaccine reaction. It's like you mm-hmm. get a headache and then you're sore, fi- arm. sore, sore arm for a day or whatever that mm-hmm. we get. We've gotten vaccines before. Um, but, it, but it does say that. So I guess my only concern is why the, uh, the Pfizer mm-hmm. insert is conflicting with what the FDA is advising. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just say, like, I can't explain it to you. And you shouldn't exp- expect me to. And I don't think 
it's responsible to go to internet personalities to mm. try and figure this out. Mm. And if your doctor doesn't even know about this, mm-hmm. you gotta it's br- very, very difficult. You got to bring it to the doctor. And mm. they often don't have time or interest in reading it, but sometimes they do and mm-hmm. they'll learn and they'll be like, oh, and then they'll start teaching their patients the new mm-hmm. information. I just, I just, I think it's time to take responsibility. Like the idea that you could just go to a doctor and, and assume they're, 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 a, they're good at their job. The idea that you could just go to a journalist and assume they're telling the truth. No, no, no. You got to find good journalists. You got to do your research. You got to fact check. Now you got to go and actually seek out those professionals who you know and trust who are going to take care of you. The novelist. That's not me. The mm. novelist John Gardner said something I've never forgotten. He said 87% of all people in all professions are incompetent. Mm. So find that 13%. You, know. you got to dig. You got to work. 80, wow. Well, I mean, at least 50% are below average, right? Yeah, literally, yeah. Actually, one of my favorite statistics that I was, there is a statistic that something like 73% of Americans think they're above average looks. It's like, well, that's... Uh, Checks out. That's a lot lot of math problems right there, right? So, yeah, I guess, you know, 87 is... That's a daunting statistic. I don't know. Anecdotally, I think it might be accurate. Let's bring up up some of this uh, uh, hypocrisy from your traditional liberals. And uh, we have this story from Daily Mail. Liberal Supreme Court justices tear into their colleagues for their, quote, flagrantly unconstitutional decision not to challenge Texas abortion ban while Biden calls it an insult to the rule of law. Mm. So here's my question. There's a bunch of people standing on the Texas state capitol or whatever, and they're chanting, like, hands off my body. Why does that only apply to abortion and not vaccines? (laughs) Don't know. Politics. Politics, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I do think... I, I know I'm getting cynical as I get older. Um, they are both huge industries that have a lot of money and a, and a lot of 401ks and a lot of the abortion industry is an industry. The pharmaceutical industry is an industry. And they have vested interests that go much deeper than just the cause. I wish they would just to be honest and not use the argument and it would fly better for pe- for someone like me, right? Mm. Instead of coming out and saying, my body, my choice, like those ch- those those high school kids and those middle school kids were saying the exact same thing. I'm like, okay, what about vaccine mandates? And they're like, shut up. Mm. That's all. Mm. All the response <laughs> right. on Twitter when I tweeted this was yeah. all the all the establishment left types were just like, Tim Pool is a dim fool. And they're like, mm. high five each other. And I'm like, I, you're not, a, you're, you're not in this conversation. That's a bad one. That's well, a good one, guys. No, I, that one's actually, that, that one's a classic. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the one that I think is the weakest is Pim Tool. It's like, come on. Oh, you can yeah. do better Ooh, than that. Little yeah. creative. You know? Yeah. You can throw in some rhymes and they do a little rep. Yeah. No, the point is, if you don't have an argument, you've lost. Yeah. And they don't have an argument. And so if someone, if someone said, um, I think the government should mandate vaccines and I think I should be allowed to, you know, terminate a pregnancy. It's that simple. I'd be like, okay, hmm. like I disagree with you. Instead, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't think the government should force women, you know, to have medical decisions over their bodies. And I'm like, you don't believe that. Yeah. You're using some kind of liberty minded talking point to trick people who want freedom. Yeah. They definitely don't believe that because they will be the first ones to say, like, let it rain mandates. If people have said, people mm-hmm. have said on social, let it rain COVID mandates. Right, so so they don't believe that as a principle; um, they just believe it as a political talking point. This is, this is the thing, you know. So it's like when I'm tweeting, people are like, "Why aren't you criticizing conservatives?" And I'm like, "Well, because they were honest with me mm-hmm. about what they want to do. They didn't lie. They said straight mm-hmm. up, you shouldn't be able to do it.'" And I'm like, "Okay, are you saying you should? I think the government shouldn't intervene and have control over my body." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. So you're protesting the vaccine minutes? No. Mm-hmm. So you don't think what you just said? Yeah. Just tell me honestly. Yeah. I think the issue is." The issue of abortion is extremely unpopular. Uh, like, I, I should say, obviously, the issue itself is unpopular, talking about it. But most Americans don't like it. Hmm. 
They just don't like it. And I think even when it comes to like pro-choice groups, it's always like with heavy restrictions. And now you have this faction of far leftists mm-hmm. who are they're they're not even pro-choice. They're pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. Actively mm-hmm. like CBS CBS News actually calls them pro-abortion mm-hmm. groups. I was yeah. I was you know reading reading this and they say pro-abortion. I I have a, a good friend from Ireland who told me who knows American politics pretty well. And so the reason why it's never going to be resolved here is because he said in Ireland, in Catholic Ireland, gay marriage and abortion were decided by referendum. Mm-hmm. And he said, and even people who disagree with them know the majority of the people voted a certain way. And he's like, we don't have arguments about abortion and gay marriage. He said, in America, you have them nonstop because the people never felt like they had a chance to voice their vote. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, the abortion ar- argument and even the marriage argument. No people ever got to just, now I think if you gave people the option to, to choose, I think marriage would pass pretty easily. And I think abortion would probably pass, but I think it would be a lot closer. But, but people would at least say like, I participated in this process, which does govern society. But that didn't happen. A court case happened, and now mm-hmm. the nine justices. Heck, Elizabeth Warren was one of the most salient things that I, I even tweeted at her when she said that we need to codify Roe into law um, to stop this from happening. I'm like, so you're admitting it wasn't a law? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 if it's not a law, then the people whose duly elected legislators represent them in the and the Congress, they never participated in the process, and that's that's thoroughly un-American that these 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 nine justices are deciding something. This consequence. It happens very often. All the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nonstop. Right. Nonstop. That's why the left loves, that's why everyone loves the courts, but that's why the left really loves the courts, because they never have the political will to move these agendas forward, so they have to do them through the courts. When it came to the eviction moratorium, the Supreme Court was like, oh, don't look at us. That's Congress. Yeah. But many mm-hmm. other issues, they're like, yes. It wasn't even Congress. It was the CDC. Mm-hmm. That all of a sudden, you're like, no, I don't no, know, the CDC. They, the, they said that Congress has to codify. Have to re- yeah, exactly. But even the, suddenly, the CDC director gets to make rent. You know, I I saw you tweeting <laughs> about that when you were like, this is just, this is my parents' retirement. Yeah, it is. You know? Yeah, it is. And people are ranting against landlords when the issue is nothing to do with landlords. It has mm. to do with people who took that money from the COVID relief funds and spent it on other stuff or saved it instead of paying their rent with it. Your parents are rich fat cats. Yeah, I who guess Who are just so. sitting on all these properties and... <laughs> so tell me about that, jeez. Florida Senate says legislature ready to replicate Texas abortion bill. So this is interesting because what the left is saying now is it's effectively the end of Roe v. Wade, that women are losing their rights and every Republican state is going to do this. And it's like, but you can still get an abortion. Mm. But isn't this just like a at some level just a reactionary move from, you know, uh, consequential red states against the vaccine mandates in blue states and blue cities? The abortion thing? Yeah. No, no, no. You don't think so? No, our Republicans are pro-life. Yeah, but it also feels like a political reaction. I I don't think so. No, I, I think n- not. So, I I know exactly what you're saying, and I agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily abortion as a reaction to COVID, but I think red states as a reaction to the culture wars and the Biden administration. Red states are getting red, like mm-hmm. like yeah. really red, and blue states aren't getting bluer. They've always been. I mean, can mm-hmm. you get any bluer than current California, New York? Right, like you mm-hmm. you can't. Right, but I think red states are really getting redder and i joked you know if the best thing that this this life bill can do in texas is that it will keep them from getting more californians mm-hmm. well yeah you know, which it was probably good for texas yeah. <laughs> people are saying they're gonna leave yeah good I, we'll go back to california you know and and that's fine that is the 10th amendment that is the spirit of our country and i i am pro-life i admit that 
But if you want a pro-choice state, make your pro-choice state. I'm just not going to live there. But that's awesome. I'm I'm clearly married to it. Well, I, I'm clearly married, but I'm married to a guy. So clearly, I'm 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 pro-gay marriage. But if Alabama doesn't want to have gay marriage, I'm not living in Alabama. Is that right? I think that's unfortunate for Alabama because Andrew and I are awesome. But that's the joys of states' rights. You live in Alabama and do all of the Alabama you this want. Is- this is this is really interesting that, that these kind of things come up, though, is because the Supreme Court made rulings. No offense um, to Alabama, by the way. Sorry, I just <laughs> I threw out a state rocks. by by. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just I'm, I'm not digging. I, I love the South. Loving v. Virginia. I love the South. Loving v. Virginia. Yeah. The argument from uh, pro uh, the the miscegenation the, the proponents for miscegenation laws was that if these states want to ban interracial cohabitation and marriage, then don't live there. And mm. so there were like my family, for instance. My, my mom's side forced to flee different states when people found out because it was literally illegal for them to be in, in a relationship. I think that makes no sense. And so the Supreme Court said it violates the Constitution, the supreme law of this country to tell someone for these reasons that's, that are arbitrary. And so I think the same thing is true of, of gay marriage. Hmm. I think if, you know, we're going to uphold someone's constitutional rights, right to privacy and right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness and the privacy of their own home makes sense for the Supreme Court to say you can't do this as per the Constitution. Hmm. And that means sometimes things happen you don't like. Yeah. Sometimes there'll they'll, they'll be some Supreme Court rulings you're like, man, that one's bad. But uh, you got to trust that I guess you got you to gotta trust that to, um, when we when we vote and we get good judges and then you know, you're doing your, your civic duty to get Supreme Court justices appointed. The, the main issue it, it, for, that I see is the Democrats talking about stacking the courts because they've lost it. Mm. They've lost the, the argument. And that's when things go south. Because yeah. right now, if it's like, if the Supreme Court issues a ruling I don't agree with, we get active and we say, okay, we're going to fight, you know, politically to, to, to change hearts and minds and win the causes we do want. But if they say they're going to stack the courts, then the process is done. Hmm. There's no path by which you can win other than just manipulating the system. And that's the collapse. That is the rich, obnoxious kid whose birthday party you invited to who had a win because it was his birthday party. Hmm. And every time he was losing, they would change the rules so that Timmy one because it Timmy, was his party Timmy. you know and, and that's exactly it there are democrat senators who are blasting the filibuster as a relic of jim crow when a year ago senator tim scott who is black who's a republican they were filibustering his criminal justice reform <laughs> yeah. bill the same senators who filibustered a black republican last year are now saying we can't have the filibuster because it's Full of racism well, and Jim I hate Crow. The, I hate the Democrats, you, man. So you, but you, you just can't change the system when you lose. And sometimes you lose. We lost in 2020, right? We lost in 2018. Um, we being Republicans, I'm not even a Republican, but I'm trying to make a point, right? Sometimes yeah. you lose, and and that stinks. But you got to re rally the troops, and I, you got to have better messaging and better conviction and better. But you can't just change the damn rules every time. The, the year is not 2003. We are not living in the era of the neocons anymore. The populist right, the, the, the MAGA crowd, the Trump supporters, they, they stormed the Republican Party, and it's very different from what it used to be. But there's still many establishment and neocon Republicans that are still in office. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you this, I, I don't like the Republican Party because they are spineless, mm-hmm. weak, mm-hmm. and they just do nothings. Mm-hmm. Why should I care about a group of people who don't do anything and are bad at it? I disagree with a lot of them on their ideas. I can agree with some of the rhetoric around freedom. Mm-hmm. And then I like some people who ran as Republicans but are clearly much more libertarian like Rand Paul or Thomas Massey. But I view the Republicans as what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Tell me tell, – you know, I, I remember back when Trump was being impeached and stuff. I was talking to my mom about this. And she was like, you know, I don't hear you talk about the Republicans at all, all that often. I said, oh, what they do? 
when in 2016, when they had control of everything, what did they do? Oh, they were on board with yeah. Russiagate. Oh, okay. So my complaints about, you know, Russiagate involve them. them. The Democrats are evil. You know, and, and maybe it's a little bit hyperbolic to say, because not every single person who's running as a Democrat is a bad person. There, there are a, a decent amount that, you know, handful that are good people, just like the Republican Party has theirs. Mm. But when you look at how they lie, cheat, and steal mm. over and over and over again, yeah, I know the Republican Party was the exact same way. It was the Uniparty. They were the same thing. But the Republican Party is something way different now. It's a mess. Mm. You know, you've got populist right-wing individuals that are running for Congress who's going to make a very big change. And then you've got the populist left that is coming to the Democratic Party. And I think they're authoritarian crackpots. At least with the with the wave of right-wing populists, they tend to be more libertarian. So yeah. so I'll tell you what my concern is. Democrats saying vaccine mandates. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you're an authoritarian. Adhere Take the government-mandated medical procedure, regardless of what your doctor says, is insane to me. No medical or religious exemptions. That's insane. It's an infringement of your constitutional rights. Texas and Florida, red states, they're like, no, nah, we're not going to do any of that. No, and that's like, not true. This this abortion thing's a violation of your constitutional right to get an abortion, in my opinion. You have a constitutional right Wait, to get an what? abortion? I mean, you have freedom. There's no, nothing says you can't. What do you, what, does, what do you mean? I mean, the court's ruled, you know, you're allowed to. So I don't think they said it was a constitutional right. Well, it's, the, well, it's been interpreted that way over the yeah. last 50 years, but yeah. it's not. It's, it's, I mean, the Constitution is pretty It's been, interp- right. it's precise been interpreted. It doesn't mention it. It is mm-hmm. a right. And well, for these it, authoritarians to come in and, and say, we're going to make it so you can't now because it's my spiritual belief. Like, get off my back, dude. But even even this this case, though, I mean, it's it's getting blown out of proportion that this is now the beginning of the repeal of Roe, and it's really not. This is the this is the courts saying you filed suit against a law that hasn't even gone into effect yet, and and you don't have the right. This is a little premature. Like 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 don't don't shoot your load just yet. Let's actually let the sorry that was really vulgar. I I, 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 I appreciate it personally. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh my god, did I just say that? (laughs) I I am so sorry. Saying viral load for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I I think I think politics being politics, this is getting blown up as like that's it. Roe is now over, and this is the court saying. Um, let's actually have a challenge to the law before right. you bring it to the Supreme Court to saying this law can't go into an effect yet. There needs to be someone who who is negatively impacted by it to yes. then be able to challenge it. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's what people don't realize is the reason why the lower courts were like nah, and Supreme Court was like nah. Yeah. Is, is, well, so the lower court said we are we are letting this law go through, and the Supreme Court said we're not gonna we're not interested is because there's no there's no standing. There's mm-hmm. like, you know, the, where's the individual who's been wrong that is challenging this right? The constitutionality of the law. Yeah. yeah, when it, I'm I'm afraid about abortion is that it's going to always happen anyway. It's one of those things that they try and say like now that it's illegal it'll stop, but like it's been what do they say nine ninety the numbers of abortions are like staggering when you look at them. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones only on record in the United States that we know of. So there was an instance of a study that was performed on back alley abortions, which I know is a big topic that people talk about a lot. The guy went to his deathbed and he admitted that like half of the numbers he had just. Made up, just like that. He just made it up. He just wanted abortion to happen. He wanted it to be legalized. He mm. literally lied. And I need to find the study. You're, you guys are welcome to fact check me. But from, based on what my understanding of the back alley abortion thing, women are more likely to die in an actual legalized setting, even with medical care. They're more likely to have negative response to it and super regret after the fact than any kind of back alley abortion. Yeah, and I don't agree with the idea that they'll happen anyway. 
You know, we hear that a lot from a lot of the, 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 the pro-abortion activists. It used to be pro-choice people, but I don't know where they went because I still consider myself pro-choice. But uh, the argument is that it'll more, you know, oh, it'll, it'll happen anyway. I'm like, I, I, I don't believe that's true. I believe it may. You know, there was like that, that viral instance, I think. I don't know who it was. They held up a coat hanger. You know, we're, we're, we're going back to that or whatever. And I'm like, that's messed up. I'm not a fan mm. of that at all. But uh, I think an overwhelming majority of women would just have babies. But what would happen? Would they get, like, criminalized, the ones that tried to get an abortion? What this, no. law, what this law says is that someone can sue if they find out someone aided or got an abortion. And they can they can be awarded up to like ten grand, I think it is. Yeah, right? ten but, grand, but not the woman herself. Right. Oh, okay. you can't you can sue the woman. You can sue the doctor. It you can is sue. it is really clever what they did. So apparently, it used to be that these laws always got struck down because the state had no right to intervene in medical procedures, and so the state is saying the law actually bars the state from enforcing this. It only allows for lawsuits where civil cases are brought by other citizens. So that's apparently how they are planning to get around this. But again, they're acting like it's the end of Roe v. Wade. But like you said, this was this was dropped because of lack of standing. In which case, it could be another week or or you know when it goes into effect. I think was it like September? You know, no, like, it went into effect yesterday. No, oh, okay, went before, right yeah. on the first, right. So we could have someone right now just be like, okay, I'm suing, and then the Supreme Court could be like, yeah, you can't do it, and they will, yeah, and and, and it will go on. Uh, the you know the, the the law will be prevented from from taking effect, and they'll go into lawsuit. And I mean, I don't think it's going to change anything in the courts, um, but it is a necessary step. You know, you know, what my issue is with the whole thing. You know, I don't know where the line is that you allow the government to say we can mandate somebody provide their body to somebody else mm. i don't know where that line is where the government is allowed to intervene in that capacity and i'm very scared about what that means when we accept the government can intervene in that capacity so let's just say so here's the conundrum a woman uh you know ends up you know pregnant and there's a health risk a very serious health risk and she's devastated by this she desperately wants to have children mm. and she's been she's struggling with it and so they go to the doctor, and the doctor says, the baby will not survive, and neither will you. Mm. Like, our only option right now is termination. Mm. And then what? you got to file a petition to the state? Or is that, is that an exemption? In the Texas law, it's an exemption. So the doctor can then in- say. Incest, rape, health of the mother are all exempted from this law. Hmm. That's when you just said. Really? Incest and rape? And when you said this law was very cleverly crafted, this law was very cleverly crafted. But I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I, I, clever may be the wrong word. I think perhaps the answer to that is fairly. Solid. Solid, yeah. So, so, they, so they don't want this law to get struck down by the typical well, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, ways that it's been struck down it's, in the past. It's, it's not about striking down. Does that mean to say that they're actually creating a window for use for abortion as use of con- as, as contraception? If there if there is a medical exemption, meaning you can get a termination due to the health of the mother, incest or rape, well, after six weeks. Well, that, before that, six weeks, anyone can have one. There's no restrictions for before six weeks. This is only that, after the six-week mark. That means this, 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 the, the bill is actually saying women are free to use abortion as a form of contraception. Absolutely. Wow. Mm. As, until until uh, six weeks. And then is that six weeks from conception? I was just reading about this. and it says Sometimes it's not until two weeks after your last period that you can actually conceive. So they'll think they're pregnant for two weeks, and then they don't actually get pregnant, and then all of a sudden they're pregnant. Well, it's the heartbeat bill, so it's not actually about six weeks. It's about if they can detect a heartbeat, then you can't get an abortion. Unless there's a, exceptions, mm. you know, in those in those regards. It's it's it, uh, So here's the conundrum. Does the state then say, sorry, we don't care about the, co- the circumstances or whatever it may be outside of these exceptions. We are going to mandate your body is, is mm. provided to this other 
independent, you know, living. Oh, con- confirmed. Two weeks. Yeah. Conception typically occurs about two weeks after your last period begins. All I know is that in case anyone of the viewers are like, why are you guys talking about this? Our friend Jack Posobiec made it clear since men can get pregnant now, That's men right. can talk about abortion. <laughs> That's correct. And I was like, that was, oh, that was one of the most genius tweets I ever saw. It was like, if men can get pregnant, yes, we can talk about abortion. Yes, Whoa. but now it's, it's, are you a birthing person? Oh. But not talking about this law, which was what people were saying. Jen Psaki, the president, they all talked about how this is a threat to the rights of women. So the birthing person was not used today. So now we are back to women are the ones getting pregnant, which I think for the trans community is incredibly transphobic. I just, I just, I just, I, these are the gymnastics we play. I talked with Glenn Beck and we had a really, really great conversation about it because I was just like, I hear all your arguments. I agree with a lot of your, um, you know, your, your, um, I agree with your starting point and where your Mm. arguments are coming from. But then I think about the government saying at this point in time, that independent living creature that is living off of your blood and using your body, well, we're going to make sure that that stays that way. And I'm like, man, but this is my body. Mm. I have one life to live. Mm. You know, I don't want anybody to to be like, I'm going to provide that body to somebody else by force. And I know a lot of people don't like slippery slope arguments, but could there be a point where it's like there's a there's like there's an accident and the government says, well, the you crashed your car and the person you hit, you both have the same blood type, so we're going to mandate you give blood to keep them alive. Mm. Like at what point are they then going to get more and more invasive because entertaining the the idea that the government has a right to intervene that you provide your body to someone else for some moral reason? Mm-hmm. Well, the person's going to die, and we can't let a life die, especially when you have the opportunity to provide something to save them. So we're going to mandate you do. Mm-hmm. Then we have to start having arguments about how much of your body is welcome to be, you know, given to somebody else. Now, of course, I know the argument, the response to this is simply that like pregnancy is a unique circumstance outside of injury. So we could easily carve that out and say pregnancy, especially arising from the individual choices, like because rape is exempted. This is a woman who made a choice, got pregnant, and now is responsible for that action. I understand that. I understand that. I'm just, there's like a libertarian wall that mm-hmm. st- stands before me. And I'm like, I don't know how you get past that for me morally. I don't know. Well, I think libertarians as like a, even as a political party, their platform is pro-choice. I think most libertarian for the philosophy. The, oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What? Dave Smith is pro-life. Good for them. How could you be libertarian mm-hmm. and be pro-life? Yeah. Because their argument is that the, the state, libertarians do believe in the state and they believe that like one of the most, uh, one of the paramount things of this, of the state's uh, mission is to protect life. What kind of life, though? Hmm. So, like, uh, uh, we have a government that is trying to make sure people can live, you know, and it's it's one of the goals of government to prevent death. So stop someone from murdering somebody else. And that's why they're pro-life. Because they view the baby with a heartbeat as its own independent living entity. It has its own DNA. It has its own heartbeat. It is growing and developing. And at that point, removing it from the womb would terminate it, in which case... You know, you can't do that. But I do have a question in that capacity then. Would there be a law that says the women can remove the baby at around five months when the baby becomes viable outside of the wound and then put into care and then adopt it? Hmm. You, see, you know what I mean? Hmm. Because if the real issue is killing the baby, hmm. then once the baby comes to a point where they know the, 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 the fetus, uh, fetus to be viable, you know, outside of the womb, hmm. could it then be removed? Like not to kill it, but to actually let it grow and live and, and flourish. Very that's, risky option. Yeah. yeah, it is. I know. Yeah. I don't think yeah. most people, most parents that want to have a preemie, that's yeah. like, you know. But but think about uh, the argument. If the <laughs> argument is that you can't end the life. I get it. Then that's, what if it doesn't end the life? Yeah. And that's, you then sever it from, you know, the womb. I, I don't see that as a viable 
alternative to the but problem if, here. But if the baby can live, isn't that... I don't think that's guaranteed at the five-month mark. It's not guaranteed. So yeah. then so, would there be a legal debate over like, well, at six months, actually, you can, mm. you know, they can do a C-section and, or, 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 or put the woman into forced labor, and then the baby can be premature and then be treated to grow and survive because it works. It doesn't kill the baby mm. then, right? Mm. So is it abortion or is it... It wouldn't be abortion. Induced premature labor right. and right, adoption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be an early pregnancy, induced pregnancy, and you know, a, or induced uh, labor, yeah. yeah the, the, the challenge I think that we're dealing with is... Uh, the reality of what it means to be a living entity, mm-hmm. trying to ask ourselves questions about individual sovereignty, bod- bodily autonomy, but also the fact that we are biological entities that use our bodies for reproduction. And then what does it mean that when a woman gets pregnant, there are two individuals involved? That's how the law views it, especially in car accidents yep. and murder cases. If the woman's yep. pregnant, there's two entities. And then how do you how do you determine rights for people who are attached to each other? I'll, I'll, I'll give you another wild, crazy scenario. Mm. Conjoined twins... And, you know, uh, they're both legally carrying firearms in the good old state of West Virginia. But then one of the conjoined twins in a fit of rage just freaks out and shoots somebody in cold blood. Wow. Do you then put the other twin into prison? Oh. Like serious. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not no, saying that. No, that's, that's a fascinating. You gotta, yeah, I'm, I'm you gotta say no to that. Argument. I can't. But hold on, look, yeah. I'm, I'm simply bringing this up to, to show the, the, the problem of trying to guarantee liberties to an individual mm. when they're joined together. So, like, I don't have the answer. So to basically things. we need a law that says conjoined twins cannot possess firearms. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's how you get away with it. If you have someone on an ink, on an intubator and they're unconscious, they, and you are like their family member, you have the right to pull the plug on that machine, I believe, right? In most states? If No, not, 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 depends. this was the, what was it the Terry, Terry Shavo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's states where you can't do it, no matter okay, what. Okay, that's similar to abortion, because the baby can't speak for itself. It's essentially unconscious in your, inside of you, and you have full control of its breathing and its, so you, Dude, you, I, you have to make the decision whether it's gonna get the plug pulled or not. Then there's euthanasia. Yeah, mm. and I'm just like, man, I do not have the like. I don't know. You oh, got, I, you I got have it. friends flat out who say when I hit 72, and if I start having, we talked about dementia before we went right, on. Yeah, mm. they were like, I am flying myself to Switzerland, and I am. They're like, I am not going to go through that myself. I'm not going to put my family through that. Mm. Um, I, I, it's already daunting to have like a 40 year old friend say, "Oh no, that's the plan." Um, mm. but but people, yeah, I, I would encourage them to. Uh, Research psilocybin before they do that. I hear that that's good for dement. That helps mm. dementia clear the plaque off the uh, the neurons. Plaque? Okay. No, that actually I think it's THC. THC will eat the plaque off the neurons in your brain. I don't know about hmm. that, Ian. Yeah, there's video. Know. There's video of it. Go on YouTube and watch right. THC eating. Eating is THC the one that actually plaque, gets you stoned, or is yeah. that yeah. the okay? Mm-hmm. But small so, does, small I always get my acronyms confused. All of yeah. these things I think bring us to a very very simple point. It's like that, that, I think with the judge talking about porn, he says, you know it when you see it. Yeah, it's mm. cannabinoids. Yeah. Remove plaque from all sides. There's, there's, uh, the way I refer to it is there's the, the, uh, particle form and the wave form of an argument. The particle form is where we can easily quantify what is good and what is bad. And we say, this goes in the bad section, this goes in the good section, like, thou shalt not kill, we know that's bad, and, you know, but, well, I guess then we gotta carve out for, like, self-defense, and we gotta carve out for, like, you know, warfare and things where we find justifiable death. Okay, well, well, there's some things that are clearly bad. You know, mm-hmm. don't attack people unprovoked for no reason. Bad section. Then when it comes to how do we deal with the liberties of individuals when there's more than one individual in the circumstance that can't be removed from it, and we're like, you know what? There is no easily quantifiable way to define, define this, and that's why I would just call, describe more as the waveform. It, it, it takes a massive gradient of different opinions in different areas. 
And there's, you know, there's no middle. There mm. really is no middle. Because if you're, if you're pro-choice, and this is something I recognize, there's going to be abuse of the system. There's going to be people who are like, I'm just going to use abortion as contraception. And mm. I'm like, well, that's mm. wrong, right? Yeah. But I'm worried about the government getting it wrong. I'm worried about someone being like, I have this problem. I need an exemption. And the government going, nah. And you're I mean, like, why do I have to ask you? Like, I, it's my life. I'm honestly not concerned if some guy I don't know kills his own baby that I don't know in India. I just don't care right now. Do you care really? Yes. That someone somewhere you've never heard of is destroying an unborn yeah. baby that you've never heard of That's somewhere? Yeah. How, what does that even have to do with you in the universe, though? Because I'm not selfish. But it has nothing to do with you. It has a lot to do if with you. If you get involved, you're being selfish. No. What does it have to do with you, man? See, I believe, I believe life exists for the purpose of creating complex systems out of free energy. And I believe that when you look to what, what we should do and what is good, good is creation, protection, development, progression, and bad is destruction and chaos and pain. Too much good is cancer. No. Too much creation is cancer. Right, so that's why there's 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 good within evil. There's evil within the, within good. There's yin yang. There's, there's destruction the within ratio. good. There's creation within evil. And so so uh, uh, right, uh, cancer is 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 disorder. It's like it's evil creation. You no, but say, cancer is disorder. Right, the human body exists in a well as a well ordered machine that destroys cancerous cells. Amazing. It's part of the process to per, to to ensure that it it persists. But when it when the machine breaks and cancer develops, it's actually destroying the system and preventing the growth and development of new complex systems. So when I hear stories about people somewhere else doing horrible things and destroying things, I'm like, this goes against what I view life is here to be doing. They are causing massive destruction. That's 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 a ne- negative to uh, the goals of of development, creation, progress, etc. So I think it's bad. And I and, and it's not just about me. The world isn't about me and my perception, what I want. I don't just exist so that I can have things. I want the world to genuinely improve and be better. And I hope that there's a future out there in 100, 200 years of humans traveling the stars and continuing the development of organizing energy into complex systems. And then eventually they is- ascend into a higher being of a greater level of development. And then eventually human entity, whatever it is, evolves, develops, creates robots, something else that then starts creating its own universes as the next phase of the creation of complex systems destroying things, breaking things for no reason makes me mad. But there is a reason that that is to protect the woman for abortion. Anyways, the odd is the idea, but But I think, but, 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 but I agree with that, right? If there's a woman who would die or it would cause net negative, it would cause destruction. Then we intervene. If it's a woman who's simply saying, I'm going to destroy. I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's bad. The problem is if the government gets it wrong and they do all the time, I don't want the government involved. Mm -hmm. And I understand that it'll be abused, which is a very difficult moral position, but I, air towards the libertarian side because I'm scared of what government does with too much power. Yeah. Right. I, I used to have pretty much your exact perspective on that. Like, what do I care if somebody has an abortion? And whatever reasons they choose. I had I had a pretty decent lefty indoctrination at university. Mm. Um, but that changed when I uh, when my son was born. Going through that process of pregnancy and birth and then taking care of something that small and, and fragile totally reversed my... So I don't think that you can necessarily have that change of perspective unless you go through that yourself. Because, I mean, that's at least where I'm coming from. I mean, you, you had a very elaborate explanation for your perspective, but for me, it's very personal. Um, and going through that myself, it totally changed my perspective of abortion. I hope general. your wa- wife is watching right now because that's, that's the sweetest she thing is, yeah. I have very heard. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little you know? emotional. I was like, oh, my God, I want a baby. That was, a, that was great. I loved yeah. that. Yeah. We had uh, in the first – was inc- sweet. In our first incubation of the baby of – the, of the chicken eggs, I had 12 eggs at one point. One of the eggs started to rot, mm. and I didn't know which one. 
And I looked online and I checked the data and I asked some people and they said, here's what you could look for. But they were all identical when I candled them. I took the light, mm. put it the eggs and I smelled them. And there was more than one that was probably rotten. And then I was like, damn, what do I do? Because hmm. they, they explode. They can burst because the bacteria grows and then, and, then it, and then it could infect the other eggs. So hmm. you've got to get it out of the incubator. Hmm. And so I said, I candled as many as I could. These look to be fine. And I'm going to, I'm going to, hopefully I'm getting the right ones. And then when I took them out, one of them may have actually been a viable baby chick. Oh, baby. And I felt so bad that, that this, this life was growing and you could see it. And one of them was black. Like it was, it was like there were a couple of them were just black came out, like bacteria and gross. And so I was like, I had to do that to preserve the development, the growth and the creation. Mm-hmm. And I knew the risk was going to be that I could, I could actually kill one of the new baby chicks and I may have. And it was a miserable feeling and I feel absolutely distraught mm-hmm. over it. And it was just a chicken. And yeah. now we have these three <laughs> little baby chicks that it jump around and playing and doing the little chicken thing. And we open the cage and they jump out and they're and jumping all around bands. and they're, and they're very nice and they flap their little wings and they're adorable and they're living and I want to protect them. Yeah. And so when I think about the issue of, you know, life and, you know, all this stuff, I, I absolutely feel that way about other babies. Like I don't just hold chickens to high esteem. I'm like, it is, it is a, is a painful feeling. Man, if you, I couldn't imagine what it must be to go through that, having to make these decisions or whatever for a person who's had to go to a clinic mm. and d- deal with this stuff. These, these are hard moral questions, man. I, and I, I, am, say I this, am not a priest. This has been the most um, um, unemotional abortion conversation I've ever been part of, and that mm. and it makes me think like, how many more conversations could we have as a society where we all have very strong opinions, and what is a more controversial subject right. than abortion? And, 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 and we disagree at the table, but boy, oh boy, was this such a, this is like an example of civility. It was very nice to be part of. Yeah, I like that. It's the Ben Shapiro thing that facts don't care about your feelings. I think mm-hmm. that this is one of those conversations that we need to be able to have mm. because I know that I disagree with mm. so many people and they're not going to change my mind and I'm probably not going to change theirs. But you were talking about cancer, Ian. And you're also talking about maybe like a little baby in India. You just don't really care what happens to them. And I think that if you consider the fact, this is a very cliche, but if you consider the fact that if you're going to take a child out of the equation, you have no idea what their potential is. They could literally cure cancer. But it doesn't matter if they could cure cancer or not. Because if they could make one person's life better over the course of their life, whether they have Down syndrome or something, or if they just become a parent who makes a positive difference in the world for their own kids, you're removing that from the equation without ever giving them a shot at life. That's what I have an issue with. It's not really emotional. It's like you don't F around I with mean, the potential of human life. They like could that. be Hitler. For sure, yeah, obviously. <laughs> to be fair. If they're born to a bad situation, it could yeah, be yeah. way worse that, than that. I know, yeah. and there, I, I understand there's, that. There's, there's good and there's bad people. And, um, but I, but, you know, I, I, I thought about something, especially at why I oppose the death penalty, is because I just, I, I read about, I read stories and I, I read about people's experiences and I was reading about death row. And it was like a guy who was going on death row, and at the very last minute, they 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 put a a, 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 a halt or whatever on the on the execution, a stay on the execution, and then later turned out the guy was wrongly convicted. Mm. And then I was like, I could only imagine being told, "We are going to slowly walk you to a painful death," knowing that soon what makes you you, the uniqueness of you, would be snuffed out, and you were innocent. And I was like, that is one of the most horrifying things I, I feel like a person could ever experience. Mm. It's like a mock execution. It's like you have no power. You have done nothing to deserve this. And we are going to end you now. Mm. 
And this guy was, you know, there's a bunch of stories like this. But I was like, wow, I could not exp- – I, 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 I believe killing is wrong. Yeah, I be- believe that human beings are all you – know, you know what's funny? We can talk about a Bitcoin, you know, a crypto and its unique hash code and how there can be trillions upon trillions, all with these unique codes. Humans are like uh, to, 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 the, to, the t- to the 10th power, to the 100th power unique. Every little bit about them, from their ideas and their developments to the words they use, to the way they speak, to the color of their hair, all become this extremely unique. You know what? It's like you data. have to be. You know, how two two pieces of matter can't occupy the same space. It's almost like At the same time two formations cannot be the same in this universe. So that we ha- we're forced to be unique by becoming different than our surroundings. Mm-hmm. I just mean to say that uh, you know, to quote Doctor Manhattan, or to paraphrase Doctor Manhattan, mm-hmm. that. You know, with all the matter in the universe that could have come together, a woman loves a man she had every reason to hate, and all that came was you, a miracle. Something that shouldn't exist. Brilliant mm-hmm. comic and brilliant movie. <laughs> and so I, I, each each individual person is... Yeah, my dad, when I was young, I think we lost our cat or something happened to a cat, and I was like, oh, it was really sad. Oh, my, my, the cat, he's so sad. My dad was like, it's a cat. And I, mm-hmm. I remember, like, he's based in, like, a fireman, like a legit blue-collar dude, just like... Yeah, that puts it in perspective. It was a cat. Like, no what way. are we doing here on Earth? Mm. It, it didn't. It, it wasn't like I say. You're saying all life is valuable, but you're talking about human life, and no, you're saying I'm not. killing is wrong. I was you're talking, talking about, about murder, a chicken, bro. I was talking about a chicken that's that made me feel it. miserable yeah, it's because a, I accidentally made. But it it's a chicken. That's how, that but, was. But you there is a hierarchy that. of life, though. Sure. You, you, I, uh, we respect all life. Like we shouldn't be killing th- things. But clearly, like, we do hunt, we eat meat. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, just to make sure we're we're not egalitarian in that sense. Like, all life is the same. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. And you were saying killing is wrong. But there are practical reasons not to eat people. You were saying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's true, too. Disease, (laughs) plant diseases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, it's just, like, Although, I would taste good. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. You said killing was wrong. And I imagine you meant, like, killing humans was wrong when you were talking about it. But. But like, is it? No, killing is wrong. Murder is wrong because killing yeah. enemy soldiers is right, like in more, according to our society's it's, moral standards. Probably not. I wouldn't say it's right, but I would say it's justified. It's justified. Mm. It's good mm. for our. For I us wouldn't now. say it's good. Oh, I'd it is good in war. If you I, kill the enemy and you survive, it is good. Well, in the sense that like it's, it's better than he kill you. Yes, yeah. but I don't think it's not good. I, I don't think. Oh, gosh, that would be dangerous as a society if we say like it is good that we killed all those Iraqs. It's, it's less like, bad, but it's that was necessary. Okay. Justified. Killing is wrong. Better he killed. I killed him, and then he killed me. But but I, I can't. I, God, I can't. I a murder. Died. You could say murder is wrong. I, I, I destruction that. for no. Uh, so destruction uh, uh, for the purpose of destruction. Mm. Destruction mm. for the purpose of protecting life is different. When we mm. kill a chicken to eat it, it's because it's part of the process of organizing free energy into complex systems. And in order to survive, so we, it, we, we kill and eat. It, but if someone went around with a, with a, with a, a, a 410 and just popping off people's chickens, they'd arrest them and lock them up. Yeah. That's why I'm going after those animals that are eating my chickens. Yes. The foxes. <laughs> although, he's, although he's doing it to eat. Exactly. The, the, the mom was doing it to feed her cubs. She's yeah. just not doing it for my chickens the anymore. The fox is justified, <laughs> so we have dogs. Yeah. I get, it, it makes me think, like, is it, at what point is it murder? Because I think murder is inherently wrong. That, I, pretty much everybody agrees in society, our society right. and murder yes. is wrong. So are you murdering the baby? Mm-hmm. For, is, is it murder or is it killing of a, of a life form that's in development? Like, at what point is it considered murder? When you do it for no reason Mm. other than, you know what, I didn't want this to happen, and whoops, I'm not responsible, so I'll just, you know. I guess I just feel like the choice to abort is, at best, a poor executive decision on behalf of the mother. Agreed. Mm. You You think it's better to give up for adoption? (laughs) 
it, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's really tough to say. I I guess there are some circumstances where that would be the case, but not always. Maybe not even the majority. Of you the know, time. I I I I so want like people not to get abortions, but man, there's literally in my mind, I keep just hitting a libertarian wall of like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why the government intervenes and stops someone from making a decision that I have no business being involved in other than to protect innocent life. But then I don't know the circumstances. There's no way I could know the circumstances. That means there's going to be a lot of abuse. And I'm like, damn, that sucks. I have no idea what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is the role of government. At least have we have, we have it ordered. Right, we do ask the government to step in. You mentioned Terry Schiavo. We ask the government to step in in those circumstances where the vulnerable do not have the the, the ability to protect themselves. Otherwise, let's just kill the homeless, mm-hmm. right? Who who advocates for the homeless? Well, that's very different, man. Why? Why? What's 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 wrong with them? They're 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 strung out on drugs. They're uh they're not coherent. They're not just contributing. Not, not all contributing of them. to society. Yeah. They pose a danger. To, so. A lot of them. So let's just, if we just get rid of them, what's, is that murder? No, it's just, it's just calling. <laughs> right? But, but no, yeah. of course murder. the government steps in and is like someone has to protect these people right. from those who would do but them you do, harm. You do bring I, up a really good point. What? When these international elites talk about humans as if they're livestock overpopulating, mm. yeah, they view it very, in, in a very utilitarian manner. Of like, well, if for the betterment of mankind, you know, we've got to do something about X. Well, what about that? Yeah, like your libertarian sensibilities were saying you don't want the government to get involved in that. Well, you know, the, the China two po- uh, one child policy. The, mm-hmm. There are people here in America who, who talk about population control very comfortably. And the if, rules that we should have of just one child per family. You have to be a sociopath. Way to go with number two on the way. <laughs> you, you, you have to be a sociopath. To entertain the notion of culling human beings. Because as humans, we strive to protect each other and to flourish and to love and to live. And we hold ourselves to the highest hierarchical standard in terms of life. And hence the genre of post-apocalyptic movies and books from uh, 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 Hunger Games to the the Maze Maze Runner and uh, the the choo-choo train in the snow. They're all that same idea. But I want to just mention that I did ask Alex Jones this question. When we, were, when we were on the show and I said, what if they're right? What if we are expanding too rapidly, ignorant to our own impending demise because mm-hmm. we're like yeast in a bottle, eating the sugars and farting ourselves to death? What if there needs to be some kind of intervention to make sure humanity survives? And Alex said, it's a tough question. I think about it. You know, yeah. I ask myself the question every day and I just don't know. It seems like there's two, we are two different things. At, at, at one point, we're desperate. If we're hungry and starving, we become desperate, violent, wild animals seeking for our survival. But then when we get past the base needs, we become this like effervescent thinking machine that can create and solve, well, create problems, create and solve problems, create solutions. And that's that's not there when you're like a desperate animal that's just thinking about food like a North Korean citizen or something. No, but this is the whole argument of Locke versus Hobbes. This is Jean-Jacques Rousseau. We've been struggling with this for for 2,000 years mm-hmm. as to the, the true nature of man. Is, is it this absolute beast of a thing that is tamed by his peers and by society? Or is it this wonderful, loving, peaceful thing and society makes it this absolute animal? And I go both ways. Now that I live in the country, I, now I think society makes people worse. Mm-hmm. For a while, I used to think we were animals and society made people better. Mm-hmm. But now I look at cities. I look at my hometown of New York. I look at D.C. I'm like, I think I think society sometimes has a bad uh, a, a negative influence on the individual so uh, but but you're absolutely right we're never gonna we're not gonna solve it in the few minutes we have left but we've been discussing that for literally thousands <laughs> if, of years the nature of man 
What if just like randomly at the end there's a super chat we read mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden everyone we, in the world's holding hands and singing yeah. songs. We've, <laughs> all right. we, like we, to we, buy we, the world a Coke. Then, then we it. all ascend into a pu- beings yes. of pure energy. I'll see you in my oh, dreams great. tonight, let's, you guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's why I came here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's read the super chats, everybody. That's why we read the super chats. <laughs> Smash the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show. Go to TimCast.com. Be a member because we'll have a bonus segment, member segment because there's a bunch of stuff we didn't get into because we just kind of you know roll with it. So. All right, let's see. Harry Toe says, I put my finger in a cow's mouth. It wasn't as cool as Ian said it was. <laughs> Harry Toe, I don't know if I believe you or not. <laughs> I think he's lying. I think so, so, too. I think he liked yeah. it. All right, let's see. Nikolai says, nursing shortage applied to eight different hospitals in Philly and Jay area. Three positions at each only heard back from Penn and Jefferson. Oof. Interesting. Mm. Blake Larum says, am I in the right place? I thought this was Shimcast IRL. When is <laughs> Shimcast coming back? Uh, hopefully at? soon. We're talking about that today. Get it back soon. Salty Racer says, Ian, just when I think you can't say anything dumber, you say something else and totally redeem yourself. Oh. <laughs> Cyclical <laughs> nature of me. I well, I, I, only, I, only, I only read it because it's a dumb and dumber joke. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> That's awesome. Ian B says, Tim, loved your recent show with Elijah. Consider inviting Chris Valentin on your show. He is a pastor at a large church in Redding, California called Bethel. Check him out. He talks about culture and politics. Interesting. Cool. We will look into him. I'm writing that down. Stalin Cepedes says, can you please tell liberals to stop calling us Latinx? Most of us hate that. We still have common sense here. Love you guys. Keep it. Good job. Well, they hate it. Latinxes. Latinxes. That's the best. Latinxes. That's great. I think about it every day. Jeez. Latinx. Nick Sweeney says, Tim, yesterday you said you didn't care for the story of Destiny. I would like you and Ian, if he wants, to give the story of Destiny another chance, part one. Oh, so there's going to be another one in here. Okay, so we'll see. Oh, okay, here we go. He says, the story has gotten really good over the last year, turning old enemies into allies, xenophobia, political intrigue, and more. I would recommend the YouTuber, what's is it? My name is Biff, for a condensed but in-depth overview of the story. No, don't like it. I don't like the story because it's hopeless. Uh, if you're not familiar with the video game, Destiny is like mm. the humans were thriving because this big object came and granted them like technology and allowed them to flourish and colonize the solar system. But then the darkness comes and then human, human, human civilization collapses and the old colonies collapse. So there's a really cool aspect of the space faring humanity that ended up faltering. The problem is after several years, because I, I wanted the game come out like 2014 or something. I've been, pl- been I a while, yeah. playing Destiny 1. The problem is that humans have done nothing to succeed. It's like I, I turn the game on and they're like, our life is miserable and the city's worse off than it ever was. And I'm like, so we suck? Mm. That's what I got from Walking Dead, that show. Oh. I couldn't mm, yeah. I stopped watching it because of that. I, want, I, wanted, uh, yeah. I wanted to see a story where it's like after the collapse and you're sad, you see the progress and success and, and, the, and the rebuilding. And said the story is just like, well, seven years later, we suck. We're worse off than we ever were. It's worse than it was when it started. You're not winning. And I'm like, I don't want to play a game where you gradually lose. Work everyone. The story yeah. is just bad. Yeah, it was September 2014 that got developed. There could have been so much stuff where like, by now, there could have been like the city's bigger, you know, I mean, the city is bigger because they've opened more areas, but like story wise, they're reclaiming territory. By now, Earth should be controlled completely by humanity and they should be setting up alternate cities and it should, they would be so amazing. I'd be like, this is so cool. That, yeah. Nah, I Flying find it to be awful. People need a redemptive quality in there, whatever they're watching. That's why people love Tony Soprano or the guy from Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. They're evil characters and there's no hope, but they, 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 they give a sense of redemption that people strive for. Fuck. Yeah. Woman says, my work is offering a $200 drawing by turning in a copy of a Vax card. 
But yeah. does that mean to take it away from you or that like they'll pull it out and then say you won? Copy of your Vax card. So you photocopy it. Oh, a copy. Throw it in the hat. And uh, I missed that one. Should read more. Um, <laughs> 200 bucks. I'd throw my card in there. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I had one. There's nothing on it, but I'd throw it in. <laughs> All right. The Citizen Journalist says, Tim, I want to thank you. You really inspired me. I've officially launched the CitizenJournalist.ca and have published my first article about a Canadian-wide nurse walkout in a rally against vaccine mandates and passports. Awesome. Nice. nice. All right. Roger Iser says, on Mark Levin's radio show earlier, he had on Larry Elder. Mm-hmm. Larry mentioned the Diane Feinstein's health was not good. Guess who gets to pick the Senate seat if she's not present? Governor Elder. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. If he wins, yeah. So He's look- doing well in the polls. Well, right now they're swinging a little bit towards Newsom, hmm. but the hmm. the race is already on. And I looked at, I've been tracking the political data for returned mail-in ballots. And I got to say, it seems really bad for Democrats. Hmm. Uh, the reason is right now, 53% of ballots returned are Democrat ballots. Then you've got 47, which are a mix of independent and Republican. Among independents, about two thirds don't favor Democrats. Hmm. So if we were to just extrapolate off of the top level data, Democrats do have a substantial lead. But to say that Republicans are at 40%, perhaps, in terms of return mail-in ballots, Republicans vote on election day, not by mail. Yeah. So that's what, what we might end up seeing is come September 14th, a major burst of all of the remaining Republicans and not enough Democrats. But Democrats will come out, too. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I just want to know who the Californian is who look around and is like, this is good. Right? But there's more. The meme more. with the fire, right? <laughs> this is there's, there's, there's more. There, I have anecdotal data. Right. It's, I'm saying that it's sort of an oxymoron. I have uh, anecdotes of people saying that Democrats they know in California are like, I'm voting to recall. I don't care. Just, yeah. Just, because he's corrupt. Not yeah. They don't care who it is. Larry Elder will only be there for a year, and he won't have that much power. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, anything's better than Newsom at this point. And Gavin's kind of scary. Like, he does remind me of Patrick Bateman. Yeah. From, from totally. We talked about that last time. Yeah. Yeah. He really yep. is uncomfortable. Let's say this. Let's say that all independents and Republicans are like, I'm not voting for this guy. We want a recall. And 53% of Democrats all say, we want Newsom to stay. That's 53 to 47. Mm-hmm. And that's mail-in, mail-in votes so far. Yeah. Then I think it stands to reason, because independents are underrepresented here, that come election day, Republicans will find that boost in percentage to flip this. They need only to, to swing about 3.1%. However, when you factor in the fact that many Democrats also don't like Newsom and may actually vote to recall... The actual uh, in favor of Newsom vote might only be 52, 51, 50, 49. Yeah. It could be 20 for all we know. So I would just say based off of the current levels, I think it's actually good news for Republicans, but it's not by, by no means a guarantee and may still. I actually think the probability is in Newsom's favor, to be honest. I don't wish any ill on Senator Feinstein. Um, I'm just wondering how old she is. I know she's, she's like in her 80s. 88. 88? She's wow. 88? Whoa! Born wow. 1933. Wow. wow. I mean, I remember when she ran last time, people said, really? What, like, what year? Um, uh, she wasn't up this last time. I think it was 18. I think she must have been up. Mm. And people, like, what year was she born? Uh, 1933. 1933. And I remember that, people saying, like... Does that mean she was like, old enough to be doing the Lindy Hop? Yeah. I think so. I think she was, I think she was too old. My parents said the Lindy Hop and they were born much after that. She was probably in her, I guess 35 year old's Lindy Hop. But yeah, she was probably the Lindy Hop. Yeah. What about the Charleston? No, that came out in the Roaring Twenties, which we're having now. So so maybe her older sisters or something did the, 
Yeah. But that means when yeah. she, was, she was a little kid. We'll do it later on the. Uh, we'll have to reinvent <laughs> that. Yeah. When, she was, when yeah. she was a little kid, her parents were. You know, it's like when when your parents played like Led Zeppelin for you or whatever, or, or I don't know what, what did they play for you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like like the music of like the fifties and sixties. Ah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, talking Heads, a lot of Talking Heads. Yeah. Crosby, Stills, yeah. Nash and Young. Springsteen, That's, love those vocal generational difference. <laughs> yeah. Your parents were listening to Springsteen. Oh yeah, yeah my pretty parents cool were parents. Are your parents like, like my age? Uh, well, one parent actually, my mom. Okay. She just played Springsteen and Brian Adams on repeat. <laughs> pretty good actually that's awesome Dude, but I feel like I was listening to Springsteen and Brian Adams so I, I remember am I old enough to be your dad no, no. <laughs> no. I remember I remember Cat Stevens Zeppelin uh, uh, Three Dog Night mm, good band Three Dog Night was great mm-hmm. they're great yeah, oh, yeah. CCR Jeremiah. oh yeah and, good and music. did you see ABBA's coming out with a new album yeah. today yes. which everyone yep. loves ABBA everyone I'm, jokes that they hate it but everyone loves ABBA there's great I ABBA hate ABBA documentaries <laughs> watch some documentaries because they are cool they're really cool people Let's read this one. We got Anthony Epley says, on PTSD and childhood trauma is true. Look up Dr. John L. Riggs and his studies dealing with veterans. Mm. Also, he did a little stint with Lee, uh, with, uh, Lee Oyster Cult and is a lie Oyster, Oyster Cult mm. is big about explaining to veterans, veterans that no matter your age, you can still go forward and do more in your life. Good for him. Mm. Mm. Very cool. Crichton says there is news that the governor of Washington state is considering a nationwide mandate that you must show your vaccination. You, you must show you are vaccinated to enter any bar or restaurant. Our state is trying to be more left than NY or CA. Statewide. Yeah, I saw mm. that. Statewide. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. John McHugh says Joe Rogan is already feeling better and has more viewers in the media bashing him. Mm. And that's why they bash him. Yeah. Mm. I, I thought it was funny when I was like reading all these articles and I'm like, man, Joe Rogan's Instagram video has more views than all of those articles combined. Probably. <laughs> wow. This whole thing has made me wonder if he's actually become uncancelable. I think he has. Yeah. Is he? Is he resistant to cancellation? I, at this I, point? I, but I actually think we're getting to a point where can- cancel culture is failing. Mm. The because what concerns me is the banks. If the banks debank make it so you can't uh, yeah, have a bank money. account anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's canceled. crypto. Right. Crypt, like, I don't care. Yeah, but but there's, the, but there's a level of 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 uh, not even convenience of just functionality. Um, the the banks, but also the apps, right? Look, there are people who Uber won't let them have their download. Yeah, app, the, mm-hmm. you, know, right, um, right. you know, PayPal won't let them use their their app because of their politics. And so, how do you survive in you modern? Know, I just said so casually. If the banks cancel you, that's like a violation of human rights, in my yeah, opinion. Absolutely, mm-hmm. like the tech company. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ah, I, I, we got it. We have a correction. Uh, Ian oh. Shop says. For your information, Regeneron is the manufacturer of the monoclonal antibody. Uh, it's not the name of the product. Ah, okay. Oh. Yes, stand corrected. That was oh, a mistake. Because okay. everybody kept saying Regeneron. There's a really funny video, a, a super, uh, a super, uh, uh, composite compilation of Trump. And it's like an, okay. it's, it's, yeah, supercut. And it's supposed to be like an 80s commercial where he's like, Regeneron. And then it's like, you know, just like an 80s commercial you'd see on TV. It's really funny. Like Max Headroom. Oh, I thought Regeneron was what Dee was selling in Always Sunny in Philadelphia when she got caught in the Ponzi that scheme. Did anyone watch? Right. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. I love Always Sunny. I need to watch that again. Yeah, it's a great show. Horrible. I can only watch a few episodes. <laughs> Talk about no redeeming qualities. So oh, my gosh. It's coming back, too. Is it? Yeah, new Thank season. goodness. Yeah. Oh, cool. We need it. We do, yeah. DW says, The Donald split in 2020 when we were banned from Reddit. Patriots.win is under investigation and based out of the UK. Find the real mod team and community at SaveAmericaChat.com. Hmm. Also, Joe Kent 2022. Wait, you're saying that Patriot, Patriots.win is run out of the UK? What? It's like pirate, pirate radio. That, yeah. That's what. <laughs> so the Donald became. Like, yeah, the Donald. Not, not Patriots. On, on Reddit. 
But it became, they went to their own website, .win. Oh, okay. So now they're saying it's run by the UK, so it's not run by Americans. Is that what's happening? Interesting. Morgan Dossett says, can I get a shout out to a mom and pop skate shop, Burning Spider Stoke Company in KC? They're pressing their own boards now by American made. That is absolutely correct. Cool. By American made. That's Very right. Very cool. Pressing boards. That sounds Stoke. cool. Yeah. 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 I always try when we were doing custom boards to buy American made ones because you know what they do? They take the wood from Canada, ship it to China, make a board, ship it to the US. Mm. Stupidest thing I ever heard. Mm. I just pay somebody to make it here. I don't mind paying more for American. That's what we got to do because you're, you're, you're investing in yourself and your country and it's worth it. People got to do it. All right, let's see. Molan Labe says, Tim, community also has a different indication of use, age 16 and older per fact sheet in FDA, while Pfizer EUA vaxes age 12 and older. The confusion may be to protect Pfizer from legal liability, but who knows? Seems weird. Mm. Or it might just be that community is a marketing a marketing product with a legal distinction, so it's approved, and they, they're keeping the EUA because it's for 12 and older and community isn't. It seems really weird. Yeah, like, I, I honestly, it, it might just be a remnant, like a, like a, a remnant of vestigial bureaucracy that they did it this way. Because when they say the vaccine can be used interchangeably, I'm like, mm. okay, so what's the big deal? Mm. Would, would, would the other ones lose EUA, I guess? Is I that, don't know. I have I think, no idea. I think someone's going to make a lot of money off the name community. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong about that. But I wish I would have bought the URL. Dude, I'm just, I'm just imagining. ready for Spike Vax from that's, Moderna. That's, 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 a, that's a way like better that. name. Yeah. Yeah. What is community? I don't even know how to pronounce yeah, it. Community. It's impossible. It imagine like the a, commercial where it's like some, just like some Chad bro and he's like, Spike Vax. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, punches a brick wall. Explosion. It. Yeah. It's like Car milk. flips over for no, yeah. <laughs> Spike Vax. Spike Vax. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Sunday. I love it. X says, frankly, the six weeks is too short. Ovulation is like two weeks after last period, but they count from last period. A lot of women will have less than two weeks to make their choice. Eight to 12 weeks is better. But the issue isn't the, the law isn't about six weeks. It's about heartbeat. Mm-hmm. As soon as the heartbeat is detected, they, they can't do anything. So eight to 12 weeks wouldn't work because it'd always be a heartbeat. That's what, the, yeah. what mother hears the heartbeat and goes, oh, no, kid. Like I just, I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah, I know. I know that there are some people in very desperate situations, and are, you know they might end up losing their own life. I, under, I understand that, but just like you were saying, Tim, just for the sake of a of destroying, I don't understand that. It, it goes back to how I was saying earlier, man. I think that people are two different things. We've got the compassionate thinking beings, and then we've got this wild, mm. almost stupid animal that we're we're like we're these intelligent things inside of these wild things like mm-hmm. the the brain brainstem creature is like the thinking compassionate part of us and then this body is dangerous and vile and stinky and and gets feelings and wet and, yeah, yeah. wet moist. sloppy moist moist, <laughs> moist all right we got uh, a me boy adrian curry oh as a woman if you haven't figured out you're pregnant by the sixth week and aborted you deserve to have a baby mm. wow interesting take i, I kind of share that yeah I'm inclined to agree. Maybe three months. Six weeks, three months, I would say. Adam Fritz says, Tim, my two-year-old loves watching Mr. Tim every night and named his stuffed dog after you. Thanks for all you do, bringing reason to effing madness. Please shout out the Salty Army. We're here for you, man. Thanks. Right on. Thank you, Salty Army. honor. I want to see a picture of that stuffed dog. Yeah, Yeah, people people keep posting salt shakers in the the chat. Get salty. I've seen him. Anon Nobody says, Ian Crossland, if life begins at conception, would you feel different, i.e. a constitutional right? To hit on Lydia's point, there are studies that prove there was less abortions prior to Roe v. Wade. 
there was a lot of lies around abortion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it wouldn't make me feel different because I think murder and killing are different and destroying something that's alive is different than murdering a human. So at some point I start to consider the zygote a human, but it's just when, at what point? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's, I think it's brain activity. That's my personal belief. Mm. All right. Let's see what we got here. Aura Kirena says, Tim, the argument you made about women and abortion does not take in the responsibility of the woman and her choices. Texas law make it, sa- make it safe and rare. Mm. No, I, I agree with that. Like, I, I really thought I had a great conversation with Glenn Beck because I just like, he would make all these good points. I'm like, wow, those are really great points. I don't know how I reconcile government. Mm. Still don't know. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. just don't. I just, it's a great I, conversation. I don't know. It's like, wow. And I'm like, wow, that's really important. Yes, the woman made the woman made woman made a choice. She wasn't using contraception. She got pregnant. There are two people involved. They're now responsible. Someone someone mentioned that when you uh, uh, there's a super chat. Well, maybe we'll get to it. When you put someone in a position where they're dependent upon you, you're responsible for them. Mm. Like if if you caused right. it, like if you got into a car accident, you'd have to and you caused it. You'd have to pay the person, and sometimes you got to pay for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a, that's actually a good point. But then, man. I don't know. Someone online, uh, following the argument, someone on Twitter said, um, you know, if, if women can't have an abortion, then then we need a law. I think it meant to be snarky, but then we need a law that says the men that got the woman pregnant should be responsible. And I was like, yes, I love that <laughs> law. Yeah, I like, absolutely. Marriage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you should be on. The, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not. It does take two to tango. It sure does. So yeah. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> they thought they were being snarky. Exactly. They did something. <laughs> The old shotgun wedding legalized. That's right. I just got a new shotgun also. I can, I can officiate. (laughs) Turtle Burger says, why does the choice in pro-choice never apply to the choice to get pregnant? The government doesn't mandate pregnancy. Why not pro-responsibility instead of stopping a heartbeat to remedy a regret? I agree with that. So the issue I brought up earlier to address the uh, the previous point about women's choices is that let's say there's a genuine circumstance where the woman has a real exemption and then she has to submit why she's going through this to the government and the government says, no, we deny that. You know what I mean? I'm mm. just like, if if I had to go to the doctor and the doctor gave me recommendation, I don't want to have to then follow up with like a no. state appointed representative yeah, to go file the no. paperwork and then be like, here's why the doctor wants to do this procedure on my balls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like that. And then and they could be like, mm, I don't agree that you should do this. So I'm going to deny it. And I'd be like, dude, in fact, based mm. on this, you should be getting this thing. We're going to suggest that you have this operation instead. And you're like, well, yeah, I don't then, like it. Yeah, that's. No. And, and I don't like government. I think abortion uh, in, in, in as contraception is just like morally repugnant and wrong. I totally agree on that. But then it's just like, man, I, I have no I have no remedy because I know people abuse the system. You, you give you give them options. You're like we're gonna we're gonna try and and be and be right with these exemptions, and then they lie, and it's just like. I, the conclusion that I reached is that this is a heavily cultural issue, and you cannot change it from the top down. And I feel like everyone who's arguing about it is saying that we need to use the government to enforce this. No, we need to change the way that people think about having children and raising mm. families. And mm. I don't know how to do that. Like this TV shows like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having conversations mm-hmm. definitely. It's me says, so if you get drunk and drive, killing someone, it's just an accident because you're not responsible for actions beforehand. If you have sex, you know the possibility of pregnancy, not responsible for actions. It's a a good point. And so I guess maybe there's an analogy there where it's like the government goes to you and says, you're not not allowed to drive because we've seen on social media, you drink a lot and we're worried you might be a drunk driver. So 
today you're not going to be driving. Mm-hmm. Red flag laws. We're taking your license. Yeah, like red flag laws. We've determined that you may actually be crazy, even though we we haven't. You know, we've got a warrant, so we're taking your guns away because mm-hmm. the government has a right to intervene when it comes to health issues, and the, you're a danger to other. And people. And they're like, oh, when you got three women pregnant against their will on accident, we're going to order a vasectomy for you. Like, come on, get the I government know, off I, our back. Right I know. Now. Sl- yeah, slippery slope arguments are often like people roll their eyes at them, but come on, we've seen the slippery slope abused way too much by you government. So it's in. like. But I, I do respect, you know, like the, you know, Mises Caucus guys pro-life. Their argument makes sense, you know. I just, I don't know, man. Pro-life, like get the government to make it illegal type stuff. That's libertarian. That, that's what the Mises the guys libertarian are saying. The libertarian party is pro-choice. But the Mises Caucus is pro-life because the they heck? believe that, that if the government has any job, it's to protect life. Yeah. To make sure that. They got to define life. That's for sure. But they have a definition of life. They, okay, they good. Do, yeah. Heartbeat? Animal? I, no, I, deer? No, I think conception. Conception is their definition. Mm-hmm. I don't know their definition. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I, 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 I think anybody who argues life does not begin at conception is just lying to you. Mm. That's just that's where just else reality. would it start? I don't really understand. I guess right. It just. I guess they it's, a politi- it's a political human, argument. Human life. They're talking about protecting human life. Yeah. Not 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 deer, not bees, and not zygotes, because a zygote could be any animal. You don't know what kind of animal it is until later yeah, in its gestation. Sure, but. A human in a like in there's a not like a body. lizard in a woman's womb, you know what I mean? You just don't scientifically they're identical. Zygotes are identical. You don't know until later. Inside a woman's womb is not yeah. going to be a lizard zygote. Well, obviously, but uh, not not a hundred percent. Although I did see, I did watch V when I was a kid, and and yeah. so uh. a lot of weird stuff. Evan Perry says my birth mother aborted the eldest, and it caused her to rethink her choice, which is why myself and my older brother are here today. My oh. adopted mother can't give birth and not aborting us worked well. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the, wow. there, there's always very serious issues, especially when it comes to like Down syndrome. Mm. One of the biggest reasons they say they should be abortion is for Down syndrome. And it's like, that's eugenics. Totally. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that to be like, ah, it's an, no, it's literally, you're like, we've, we've looked at, we've done the test and the genetic code reveals it's going to be this way. And you're like, remove it. I, uh, I looked and there at that. People, Sorry, there, well, go ahead. Sorry, there, there are people with Down syndrome who are functioning members, like people with Down syndrome are functioning members of society. Yeah, yeah. There was this guy who was speaking at a, at a hearing. Was it a congressional UN. hearing? It was at the UN. 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 With Down today. syndrome, <laughs> and he was like, "You wanted to kill me? Like I'm yeah. here right now. Like, I'm successful." And there are multiple cases of misdiagnosed Down syndrome, uh, and, the, and then the baby is born, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you don't have Down syndrome." Daniel, it's not multiple cases. It's Five percent. If you're against the death penalty because four percent of the time they think it's wrong, but you're okay with them aborting babies who are misdiagnosed with Down syndrome five percent of the time, I think you need to rethink that. What do they end up having if not Down syndrome? They have nothing. They don't have anything. They're born. They're just misdiagnosed. They get it wrong sometimes. mm. I do not understand the argument about incest and rape. It's no. such a tiny. Thing. I almost put on Twitter today, and I decided not to just because I was being too much of an idiot to begin with. But I almost put on our uh, which. I can do, uh, of saying, I understand get rid of the Down syndrome baby because they're going to have a tough life. But you know what? It was really tough being a gay kid. So if you diagnose your baby with like a gay gene, because mm-hmm. we're born this way, I would be okay with aborting the, 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 well, the gay baby, the gay fetuses just because I don't really come across, uh, people don't know I'm gay. I don't talk about it, but I was waiting to see the replies of people being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but why, why, what's to stop it? Right? Because Down syndrome is a very difficult life for those kids to a point. So is a lot of things. So is ugly. But, and boy, and they're hard to look at. Yeah, so abort the ugly baby. But the left doesn't believe being a gay, gay is a choice. 
it's it, it's not a choice. You're born this way. No, I, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. The left believes being gay is a choice. That's a, sorry. They actually do. Yeah, they think it's a social construct. Well, that, that's why what, the well, difference between gay is: are you having sex with a guy, or do you want to, like? What makes you gay? Having sex with a, a guy? Having sex with a guy? Or a guy uh, wanting yeah, to have no, sex no, with no, a guy? No, no, no. no, no that's serious question. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. What's the a family friendly show. So how about we talk about super chats and maybe we'll talk about that. Yeah, okay, cool. Wrap okay. that up. Perfect. Cause you're getting way too. Yeah, yeah. It's more the, the, the philosophy of, of what it means to be gay. But we should abort them. Mm. All right. Let's see. Uh, a lot of people are saying like, I disagree with Ian. They're very, very polite. Each and every one. They're like, Ian, um, I disagree with you and humbly respect your right to I'm, have your opinion. I 100% believe you too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's very no. Nice. It is true. Most of them are just like Ian. Let me try to explain to you. Ian, you need to understand. But they disagree nice with you and smart. Mm-hmm. I like them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this was a very civil conversation about abortion. I'm, surpri- yeah. I'm not surprised your audience is nice. Yeah, we have a great audience. We'll save oh, the well, screaming for the uh, for other the, show. For the, the bonus O three K S says the only reason I need to care about a stranger murdering a child is that someone has to stand up for that child and defend someone that cannot defend themselves. Good people defend the defenseless, whether you know them or not. Yep. Mm. All right. Atarka says adoption is another problem that needs to be fixed before I believe abortion. Uh, before I believe abortion gets rid of, because that system is broken as well. Mm. Until then, it should stay but not be abused. You know what really annoys me about the the, the pro abortion crowd is that they just lie about what pro lifers believe. Like, I can talk to a conservative, and they'll be like, here's my opinions on pro-life. And I'll be like, oh, I understand that. And then I talk to a liberal, and they're like, well, it's because they're racist, and they hate brown people. And oh. I'm like, that that's not okay. what they said. Well, they're <laughs> lying to you. I'm like, but their argument has been replicated over and over by so many different people in many different publications. Is it's just this big conspiracy of right-wing media to claim one thing but do another? They all secretly know that behind the scenes they have these deep, dark, racist beliefs, but they never <laughs> espouse them. Yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo, you're li- you're lying to me. Hmm. Like, I can disagree with someone and be like, I sit here, I disagree, but thanks for the conversation. Not with whatever that is. There was a great uh, retweet by, um, uh, who retweeted this? Someone retweeted something. I'm forgetting your name. Sorry. Uh, I'm forgetting who retweeted because I just saw the retweet. And, uh, Phil, Phil Labonte. That's who retweeted it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, um, Michelle Wolf was her name, I think. Oh, yeah. Where she came out and she was like, oh, you yeah. get an abortion and you mm. get an abortion. And someone, he retweeted someone who said, I used to be pro-choice, but I changed my mind after seeing this. I saw that on mm. Twitter. I, I, yeah. I think you retweeted it. I, I saw re- that. I retweeted oh. it too. Boat, yeah. Because yeah. I was just same, like, same. shout your abortion. Like, or like mm-hmm. that, like the salute to the, Yeah. Nothing yeah. about being pro-choice encourages someone to get an abortion. Yeah, right. yeah that's, that's not right. right. You terrible. mentioned the adoption industry. I think the average right now is for every one child up for adoption, there are 26 couples looking for yes, that. Yes, there are serious problems in the abortion system, and I yeah. do agree we need to fix that. Yeah, but, but I mean, and obviously, I mean, that those 26 couples rotate, but one child for 26 people who want a child is a huge need for children right. wow. um, which is uh, sad kids, yeah. zach tokar says support project veritas after their hq got destroyed by the storm i didn't hear that oh, that's no. terrible no. oh wow oh. We, will, cool. we will be supporting them and yeah. helping them nice. out absolutely i'll look into that and we'll, we'll check it out of the show sunny james says ian might look into pre-birth memories or experiences oh my gosh they yeah. almost overwhelmingly have the feeling of not wanting to be born and re- recollect angst at the pain of being born of the world. That being said, I'm pro-life. NDEs get all the credit. What is that true? That's crazy. I look yeah. that up. Well, what, Actually, well, go ahead. I was in the womb, and I was like, my mom was going through labor for like 26 hours with oh. me, and I wouldn't come out. And they were like, okay, we're going to do a C-section. And then I immediately turned around and came out. Like, all right. It was like, I, I knew. I just did not want to leave, and I feel like I so remember warm. that. 
It's it's my understanding that children aren't actually supposed to be born at nine months. They're, in a perfect world, they would be born at twelve months. Really? Yes, really? because they're they're technically not ready. That's why those first three months are so strange and they're so fragile, and you know they sleep a lot and all that stuff. Because the woman's body literally cannot give birth at twelve right. months. Right. It's impossible. But in a perfect world, they would stay in the womb for twelve months. That's wow. why those first three months are so crazy. Like that the makes Denise, a lot of sense. That you look at a, a normal animal get born, like the yep. little chicks. And you know, it was the, when my chicks hatched, I was like, "Well, we have to put it near the mom because it has to nurse." And as I'm saying it, I'm like, "Oh my god, it's a chick! It doesn't nurse, right?" Like, but like the little chick is born, and a second later, it's pecking water, and it's pecking, yeah, and yeah, it starts yeah. eating. But like, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched my sheep get born, and within four minutes, they're like up and they're walking, and, running around, and then a baby is born, as you experience, yeah. and it's like they're useless for the. Yeah. Yeah. So long. Yeah. I got big brain. <laughs> yeah, big heads. Thinking about yeah. those Denisovans, one of our ancient hominid ancestors, like the uh, Neanderthals, but they were huge. They were really big, and they probably gave birth at 12 months. Mm. I don't know, but maybe that's part of our... All right, we'll do a couple more here. Maybe they did. Vet Wolfpack says, Ian, the right to life is the very first right ever enumerated by the Founding Fathers. It was quantified in the Declaration of Independence. Hmm. All right. No Way says, take some time and look into the replication crisis. It's an ongoing issue that many fundamental studies in many domains of science cannot be replicated, meaning they may be totally inaccurate. I have heard about that. It's, have, it's, it's, it's really yeah. interesting. Hmm. All right, let's see. Um, maybe we'll just get uh, we'll get one more. Brian Percival Wolfric Abbeforth Snape says, "Yep, I beg you to read this. I am a former <laughs> Marine. I don't have PTSD because of the things I have seen. I have it because of the things I have done." Oh, oh wow! That. Yeah, Jordan Peterson yeah. talks about that. Yeah, there you go. Yikes. Well, man, thanks for the super chat, and everybody, thanks for hanging out. We're going to go do a member podcast, which will be at TimCast.com, and if you want to watch it, go be a member, because, man, we got a bunch of stuff in the works, but I'll tell you this, you know, I was I was talking to Bannon about this a little bit after the show, because he was like, you call me like a workhorse, because I do the morning show, we do the night show, we do the vlog, we're launching several other shows, and I was like, in, in between the shows, there's very little time for me to do anything, like exercise, eat, and then we were doing like a live read for the new show to get the feel for it. And he was just like, the challenge is that the more you do, quality control, you know, it starts to go down. And I'm like, that's the challenge. You know, finding good, talented people takes time. And that sucks because I'd love to snap my fingers and be like, boom, look at all this awesome stuff we're doing. But we're getting there. You know, the vlog has picked up steam. We're, we're, you, you, it's always this. You just start doing it and then improve over time. That's what we're going to we're gonna do. So the vlog started with once a week. And now we're getting almost every single day. We're working on better ways to make it better and better. So check it out at cast, uh, youtube.com slash castcastle. But we're going to do this uh, members podcast. So don't forget to like, uh, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. You can follow us at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Uh, do you want to shout out your... Uh, yeah, Daniel Turner, PTF, Power of the Future on all platforms. And uh, as always, thanks for having me. Always a good conversation. Yeah, love to have you. Mm. Chris Carr, 17 on Twitter. I'm the 17th Chris Carr, 17th clone. Uh, Always a joy to be here. Right on. Thanks, man. Uh, You can follow me. And and do you have a, sorry, do you have a website you want to shout out? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Timcast.com. Right on. Um, I wanted to, you know, Ian Carlson's my name. Playing is my game. I wanted to shout out Adam Kokesh. That was so cheesy. Dude. <laughs> I talked about Adam Kokesh a few days ago on the show. And um, if you don't know who Adam Kokesh is, he's like a, uh, I guess call him an activist. He served in the military, came back 2008 from Iraq. He was very vocal about it. Mm. And he tweeted at me. and was like, hey, you got some things wrong. I just wanted to clarify, Adam, Ooh. if you're listening. I said that what he did is he went to D.C. with a shotgun and protested. They used that as probable cause to search his, I said apartment. It was his house, I believe, not an apartment. And then I said that they found psilocybin mushrooms. It was true. And then he went to prison. He actually went to jail, not prison, mm. for four months, Virginia mm. jail, another jail. Oh. And then I said he, when it, it looked like when he got out, he was browbeaten and like 
a different person. But what happened is he got shadow banned. He has a channel called Adam versus the man that has 260,000 subscribers and the videos get 600 views. So they put him on some sort of, and I just thought he was gave up, but he's just, and his show's actually really good. I mean, it's still Adam, but also Adam, he seems like he's chilled out over the years. Like he was very fire and angry when I first saw him. Now he's not, he's more of like a wizened kind of speaker. And I, I took that as that, the government did it to him. I think he's just evolved. Adam, I love you. Adam versus the man. Rock and roll. Awesome. And I wanted to announce, you guys, today is our 365th episode, which means that if you go back to the first one, you can listen to a year's worth of news every single day. For the, co- I don't know why you would want to do that, but you can. We've officially hit 365, so wow. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with awesome. that. That's Imagine cool. the historical archives. I know, mm-hmm. right? They're going to be like, damn, this Tim Pool guy hates Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> historical. Yep. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Go to TimCast.com, uh, become a member, and we'll see you all there. Bye, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.